Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Decisions. Let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morenzi alongside the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Baseball is back. Hey, we got a game. We've got uh, the Chicago Cubs and the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. On the uh, the docket uh, here this evening, so we'll break that down a little bit uh, later on. Uh, full slate of baseball tomorrow. Uh, I saw 14 games on the DraftKings uh, lineup already uh, posted for tomorrow. Speaking of uh, DraftKings, Ben Kramer, DailyRoto.com's Ben Kramer will join us. We'll talk some CFL DraftKings as uh, they've got the uh, they got the four games. Yep. They got the four games. I actually thought there were only three games once again uh, this week. Yeah, well, the way the schedule is, how would you not? Think yeah, I don't, like I don't know, but it turns out there actually is a fourth game yep. this week with Montreal and Calgary. It's just not posted by the sports books um, because they don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the uh, the Calgary Stampeders. Bo Levi Mitchell could be out, or yeah, Arbuckle would be uh, the starter again, and he didn't look too uh, too he, decent. No, he didn't. No, what he did. The best. They're playing, Montre- Montre- <laughs> they're playing the Montreal. You're right. The best God. thing about Arbuckle is. The first play he made was a beautiful pass in stride, and after that, he did nothing well. The first pass was amazing. I'm like, wow, this Arbuckle looks good. And then I'm like, no, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think they scored another point, <laughs> no, essentially. They, they did not. <laughs> Pissed me off because I had the over, and yeah. it was sailing. Oh, yeah. Calgary's up 20 nothing. I figured, well, yeah. it'll force Ottawa to do something. No. But Ottawa sucked, and then Calgary's quarterback got hurt, and the game just stopped. Calgary was just like, whatever, run the ball. Like, we're winning 20 exactly. nothing. Oh, like, Calgary's defense absolutely mauled Ottawa. Like, Ottawa's yeah. offense had one one possession, and they got a field goal there. So, uh, as far as DraftKings is yeah. concerned, we've got um, we've got the four-game tournament. Yep. And uh, we've got a single-game showdown. The one single-game showdown they posted uh, was BC and Ottawa tomorrow night. So, uh, Ben Kramer, DailyRoto.com's. Ben Kramer will join us. Uh, my uh, my main man, Pete Annapolis, former assistant coach with the UMass uh, Minutemen. A lot of other things in basketball, but uh, that's the flashiest uh, thing on his resume. Like we all we, we all have that like yeah that one thing we all have that flash. Like you know, he's probably sick of it. He's like, dude, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Like he is an RDS. Like you see, yeah. Pete's like. Wears nice suits. I know. I see him in there. I go, wow, the guy looks sharp. Yeah, yeah. He's got a family and a house. He doesn't, you know I mean? he doesn't wear the same shirt that nah. I've been wearing for like eight days in a row because it's a non-sweatshirt. I got a T-shirt I, on with like Oscar the Grouch smoking a bong. I, like, I got to be honest with you. It's one of my favorites you own. Like, like I just look at the guy and his eyes are all cracked. And, stuff. and you said it. It's, it's like half Oscar, half like a blue guy. And he's just smoking a big bong. 420 t-shirt. It's like a ripoff like of something. Yeah, it's like a Sesame Street character on drugs, basically. (laughs) I like him. I got this. It's it's in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Slammed I am. Yeah, LB. (laughs) What does the t-shirt say? It says, I would smoke weed with a goat in a boat with a bear with no hair 
in a jail with no bail. I do, I do, I do like weed. Slammed, I am. Las Vegas. <laughs> That's, it looks That's cooler a, than it sounds, It's actually too. a wicked shirt. I really like it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't get a it lot of look. Me, it makes me laugh. I don't get a lot of look from the ladies uh, when I walk the streets. But with this one... <laughs> You get a lot of second glances. No, no, yeah, no, like conversation. Uh, oh, pieces. it's a great, it's a great, especially shirt. around dispensaries. Good call. Uh, yeah, like I went into a dispensary wearing this T-shirt, and all the hot chicks behind the counter. Can we take a picture with yeah. you with that shirt? And where did you get it? And I was like, man, man this is really, yeah, it's a ladies' magnet. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I gotta wear this to like the next 420 march or That's something a like good that. Good call. I'll, I'll yeah. be like, next uh, thing you know, you got a girl <laughs> on every arm. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah. Pete Annapolis, like, so like I was saying. We haven't even talked to him about the DeMar DeRozan situation yet. It only happened yesterday. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why <laughs> so, we're bringing him on now. Exactly. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing the best we can here. That's true. Um, so, yeah, Pete Annapolis, like I said, it's accomplished a lot of things. He played basketball. He's like the um, – he's like the um, he works with the Champlain College uh, University oh, basketball, nice. you know, which is actually a very good program. Like Champlain, it's um, they send a lot of players to NCAA. It's sort of like a, it's a prep sort of, kind of like the way your your friend did with the receivers in the MAC or the players in the MAC. Yeah, it's kind of like a feeder system to yes. certain schools. Yes, yeah, like kids that are coming out of out of um, schools that aren't quite ready to go right right to Canisius or Niagara yeah. or to Western Michigan. They need a year of seasoning. It's kind of like a JUCO. Yeah, yes. Get them ready to bing, go. Bing, That's the BS. That's good, the good word. call, right? Good call. Yeah. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the ball today, Moran. So, yeah, he's um, he does the uh, the Champlain College games. He's the RDS uh, NBA television uh, analyst. But, uh, you know, the flashiest thing is he was on Calipari's staff. I agree. That's like you can't take that off the resume. And they went to the Final Four. Like, he was there then with Camby, Camby and all that. Yep. Great team. Yeah. That, that UMass team was awesome. Like I said, he was one of the graduate, you know, coach kids. One of the white dudes at the end in the yeah, suit yeah, there. Right. Yeah, hey, holding hey, the clipboard. Hey, coach, what's up? Holds the <laughs> clipboard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I said, like on Duke, you got like fourteen of those. Oh, guys. I know, and they're all yeah, like like remember Capel was there. All all the all the guys that used to play in Duke. It's like almost like I like the kid I'm, at the end yeah. isn't even allowed to talk. Like I'll, we point. should ask Pete like if he even talked to Calipari that much. Great, like it's not call. like Pete gives his opinion. Yeah, you're basically an intern. You're, you're a stats guy. You're probably yes. marking stuff down. Ex- this guy did exactly. this. Why, why can't we handle this? Exactly. And then he goes up to the coach and goes Video here. Video scout yeah. coordinator. He's, Basically, yeah. they'll tell him before, all right, listen, we need you to track uh, all of the point guard shots. Yep. How does he do from this side of the court? How did he hit? You know, and track. Exactly. They just keep notes. And, and you climb ladder that way. Yeah. Back then, there wasn't. You know, the Alex Anthopoulos, either. who's now the general manager of the Atlanta Braves, went to the Dodgers after uh, after. Uh, after the Blue Jays, but now he's uh, with the Atlanta Braves. Alex on top. He was a ball boy. Like he started. Like I, I'm not. Even, I think he started like right at the bottom in the organization with tickets or ball boy or something like that, wasn't it? He I, was in Montreal when I was the post game show host. I'm, I'm older. Cool. Another guy that's uh, much more successful than me at a younger age. So. Uh, <laughs> Don't sell yourself. Yeah. Short, so I'm. I'm, you know, I'm older than Anthopoulos. He's a young GM in baseball, but yeah. When I when I did the Montreal Expos uh, post game shows, so I was at the club, I was at the ballpark every day and hanging out all night. I used to get there at three o'clock every day. Omar Manaya was the general manager wow. of the uh, of the Montreal Expos. I got along well with Omar Manaya too. Well, he didn't love me, but he thought I was funny, and you know what I mean. Like so, he didn't he, mind your hard takes. He knew my yeah. shtick. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So he was all right with it. But as you stated, 
Alex Anthopoulos, I swear to God, dude, the, he must have been like 18, man, 20 years old type thing. And he, exactly, was basically Omar Minaya's intern. I guess he was listening. Used to see him walking behind yeah. Omar Minaya. And exactly, he's just a kid from Montreal. Love the Expos. I want to love to get a job, man, with this team somehow. And they're like, all right, kid, you know, your lucky day. And, you know, he knew a little bit about baseball. So, you know how to take stats. You know how to, you know what I mean? And he did. And Omar and I was like, all right, cut some tape for us. And basically compile scouting reports about other players. Tell me how this guy did and another, you know what I mean? Just somebody's got to do these things, right? Exactly. It's trivial stuff that somebody's actually got to do for these general managers. Damn right. You need tape on It's not guys. like a magic computer. There's got to be a guy or a kid that's feeding this stuff into the computer. You're right. Information yes. into the computer. And this is sort of pre-big computer days as well, right? Yeah, so, back then it was pen and paper and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it's really crazy. He really did work his way up, man, from just being a kid walking like eight feet behind the GM to being a GM in Major League Baseball. Look what he's done with Atlanta, too. When you, when you think about the Braves team, this is a team, you know, with a great mix Everywhere of uh, young been, guys. Everywhere he's been successful. It, it, that's the thing. He's got, the he's, Blue he's Jays got a went to the American League Championship Series. Yep. He was an assistant with the Dodgers who went to the World yep. Series, and now he's on the Braves. Now, you can't give him credit for building this Braves team, but no. yeah, he's doing, you know, they're he's doing, doing a well. good job. I yeah. agree. No, Ozzie Albies has a lot. Of, just, they have a great he's a good general guys. manager. Yeah. I like, uh, he's a good general manager, and I would imagine that he would be the general manager of the Montreal Expos when they come back. That'd be great. Good, good way to start. You said it, though, and you get a guy that already knows the city. Been there, done that, learned, and the success that he has, it makes perfect Interesting. Sense. Very interesting uh, comments from Rob Badford yesterday or uh, from the Major League Baseball when talking about expansion. Mm-hmm. Didn't hide it. Said, yes, we want to expand to 32 teams sooner rather than later. And then he rattled off the cities. And uh, he said, well, we're actually getting, like, he said there's more interest than even before. Because before there was sort of only a couple of cities that really were interested the cities are adding up that are interested. He's like, we're getting real interest from Portland, real interest from uh, Charlotte. I knew Las Vegas was going to be there. Yeah. So why wouldn't yeah. it be? They exactly. have the NHL. I don't want to hear, oh, baseball won't work there. Shut up. <laughs> All four, like any sport's going to work there. Like, don't tell me that NHL hockey can work there and Major League Baseball can't work in Vegas. I lived in Vegas. The call, no, no, baseball won't work here. Well, yeah, well. It's, it's, too, it's too big of a market and too sexy of a market for not to not be involved with. Pretty hot summer in Vegas, though. Those, imagine those games sitting there. Ooh, you got to have some night games. You one, can't, you one, can't be playing many uh, games in the afternoon. There one, the word, one word, Cam. Yep. Roof. Roof. Dome. Dome. Yep. Make they it need, a retractable. They need, a, they need a climate control. Though, make it sure. like clear glass where it's nice. and you, know, you could do it. Not like Olympic Stadium where you have this sort of. Teflon rubber thing hanging on like Olympic a Olympic Stadium looked like a jail. Like you know, like when you look like like you think you think the sky dome looked bad. Like when you walk, remember we went to that with the Grey Cup there. I was thinking, oh my god, this stadium is just. I've never been in a building so vast, and like just the cement, like just the way it looked. I, I love it. it. It's so ghetto. It's it's your home. It's your home stadium, buddy. I'm just saying. I remember it just is. walking around, going, "What the hell? Where am I here?" It is. It's just concrete. It's just con- it's a concrete jungle. It's concrete. And then there's More like concrete. chunks, chunks of like different colored concrete, like on top of it, like the entire like surface, like everything's hard about it. Like the seats are hard. Oh, like everything's just it's like... not very comfortable. It's not comfortable, but hey, it's a stadium. Like you said, it does feel like a big prison. So. It kind of does. It's like a place if you took a lot of people who did bad things, you'd put them in Olympic Stadium. 
<laughs> it looks it looks really nice from the outside. Yeah, it does. From the outside, it actually looks pretty. But the, inside, then, you, yeah. then you get inside to the concrete and it's like they never finished it. That's actually good. That's that's a good way of looking at it. It looks uh, it even doesn't though, look completed, even though it's forty years old. <laughs> like it's never actually been. It's sort of like yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it's sort of like yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we'll get there. We'll we'll get we'll get to that uh, one day. So, so yeah. So Rob Manford was saying so we're getting a lot of interest. But I was thinking, ooh, Montreal. He's talking about all these other cities here. But then I liked what he said, and then he said, but of course, and of course, Montreal. Yes. And I've been telling people this, like. It's Montreal and somebody else. Because then he said, we have a lot of interest from these cities. And he said, and of course, Montreal. And he, the way he even said it was like, wow, Montreal's already in this. And it's now a- we're looking at the other city. But guess what city he brought up? And he said, we're also looking into um, adding another team in Canada, Vancouver. It actually makes total sense when you think about it. Rob Manfred, out of his own words. This isn't made up. Out of Rob Manfred's own words. He said, we're very interested in a Vancouver market as well, after Montreal. As well, they should. they want to get Montreal in the league. I think it's going to be Montreal and uh, Portland or Charlotte. I think Portland. If I was to to, to make a bet right now, Portland makes a lot of sense. Portland seems to be the front runner. They got a rich Nike executive. It's not Phil Knight, but it's one of Phil Nike's cronies. Nike money, can oh, yeah. Nike money is a lot of money. That sponsorship, yeah, that you know what I mean. That season tickets, it's just it's Nike. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can basically, yeah. Like, need it's, money. It's Nike. Hey, it's don't, Nike. don't worry about it's it. Nike, got, it's got Nike money. money, and it won't hurt <laughs> getting players. Hey, you're exactly. a Nike guy. We, exactly. I'm a Nike executive. Well, that's why you know the Oregon mean? Ducks have 20 uniforms. You know that. Yeah, like don't if Phil Knight wants to run a baseball team, he can run a baseball team. That's <laughs> they, they'll have a lot of nice jerseys too. A lot of different styles. The mayor, the mayor of Portland, wasn't like bending over backwards a couple of years ago about this. But it seems like the mayor, there's a new mayor there, I think, and he's more on board. Portland's kind of a weird city. Like, you know, it's very, um, like, just like just seeing, like, shows on, and it's very, how do you say, kind of hippie. Yes, kinda very, alternative. Very alternative. It's, yes, it's like the, the Austin, Texas of the Pacific uh, like Northwest. Like, they almost make Seattle yeah. seem straight. Exactly. Yeah, like, uh, it's, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's a hard place. A lot of transients in Portland now. Yeah, and they basically, before, it was like, well, it rains all the time here. We're not, it's not really huge in baseball. Look, love, at the, look at the Blazers. They love don't really... the, we love the Oregon Ducks, and the Blazers yeah. are massive. The Portland Trail Blazers are their thing. You know, and they have the or, like Oregon yeah. Ducks are big there. It's sort of for sure it is. That's their. They're not really a pro state. You know what I'm saying? There's certain like fuck like Alabama. There's certain. It's a college state. It's actually interesting when you meet people in Vegas because you live there. A lot of people from there come down. It's so funny. They always wear duck stuff. Yeah. It's not like you know what no, I mean. That's it's their like, identity. I meet them. Like I play blackjack with tons of people from uh, from Portland. They're always rocking ducks gear. Hard. Yeah, that's their their yeah. that's their identity for sure. You know that's that's their thing. Is um, you know so, but it's interesting that they bring up Vancouver. Actually, I would like that down the road, which would make sense. I personally, I think it's almost criminal and negligent. That there's not an NBA team in, in Vancouver. Vancouver. I agree 100. percent Like it's just 100%. it's beyond ridiculous. It is. Like you left Vancouver to go to Memphis. Memphis that's that gets less shittier. people than you got in Vancouver. Vancouver. Exactly. And the average medium of the average salary in dude Vancouver is the second most expensive city in North America. You could say it's equivalent to it's, Toronto. It's, it's more. Yeah, it's even less. Some, it's some more places expensive. are more. Yep, exactly. The most expensive city in in North America is San Francisco. That's like rent cost yeah, per capita. I mean, New York is pretty expensive. Toronto, 
Vancouver. So you have like all that money and beautiful climate, beautiful city. I know. It's gorgeous. To me, that's like a mini Golden State Warriors that you're missing out on. All the Asian money and luxury suites, yes. season tickets. You're it's right. Like, just leave it on the table. God, you guys are stupid. It's just. Yeah, Vancouver's rich. Yeah. David Stern hated the Pacific Northwest. Well, there's no Sonics anymore. You do the math. See, I, they were great. Yeah. So who's there? How the hell? How the hell did the Supersonics deserve to get taken away? Exactly. I it was a model franchise. I know. Exactly. Well, you know why? Because they didn't build a new arena for the league. Now Seattle has hockey. Exactly. I don't know the NBA. They're smarter than I am. It must be their market research that they don't like the Pacific Northwest. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Would you bake a cake without a recipe? No. Would you go to trial for public urination without a, an attorney? Definitely not. Then why the hell would you get, go into your fantasy football draft without the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package? We have a Hall of Famer and number one overall accuracy expert on staff writing articles, compiling rankings, projecting 2018 statistics, and answering your pre-draft uh, questions. Our company has been nominated for over 60 Fantasy Industry Awards in the last three years. We're here to help you win. Go to rotoexperts.com, use code WINNER, and get 10% off and give us the honor of leading you to fantasy glory with the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. That's uh, rotoexperts.com. Use code WINNER to get that 10%. Winner. I noticed that I got a new uh, new email with new copy today. I oh, think nice. after, that, oh, after, after yesterday's? Because Cardano was the tuning. <laughs> you son of a bitches. Why you guys? <laughs> that's the worst. We're such dicks. I didn't get it. We're, like, we're looking at I the copy. Uh, Why? Where's the period? I didn't get any LOL or anything with it no, either. No, no. There, uh, it wasn't it was just, like, yeah, hey, yeah, Gabe, great yeah, bit. No, no, it was like, no. here's the new copy. Shut up, yeah. guys. <laughs> I know. I know what he was saying. Usually with Cardano, you can tell it's kind of like an LOL or Cam did this and you did that. Come on, guys. When I see that, it's all business. It's all business. But I've I've been sending out all business emails too. Yeah, to other people. It feels so, like it's hey, a kind of week. It's a it's a business week. A lot is. of a lot of a lot of anger in the air in the summer heat. <laughs> not with Pete Annapolis though. Pete's no. always yeah, uh, he's very jovial. Yeah, Pete's not angry. No. He's, he's, he's a happy guy. Yeah, he's a happy guy. Wears nice suits. Yeah, great um, suits. Pete Annapolis joins us. What's up, Pete? Nothing but love for my two favorite guys right here. <laughs> Nothing but love. Right? <laughs> even even yesterday when I was having a uh, an aneurysm and uh, a near heart attack about the trade, 
I saw you on Twitter. Everybody needs to settle down. <laughs> yeah, calm down, everybody. <laughs> settle down. And uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more settled down now. I woke up today, and it was one of those, like, was I drunk yesterday? And I was you like, weren't, Is though. Is really on the Spurs? I was all still kind of, I was like, don't get mad about this still. I was like, all right, all right. But I like, you know, one thing I saw you, um, and every, when I retweet people, it's not always that, oh, I, I agree yeah. with this, but I like to retweet different angles. Yeah. And, you know, yesterday one of the angles was that DeMar DeRozan got screwed over by the Raptors. And, Pete, you tweeted, you know, the Raptors gave DeMar DeRozan $139 million and gave him a platform to become the fifth leading scorer in the NBA. That's not screwing somebody over when you give somebody $139 million guaranteed dollars. Well, again... You know, it's emotional uh, when you trade a franchise player who was drafted, cultivated, developed. And he's and so likable. That's the thing. Yeah, he's likable. Admired, likable, and just a regular guy who really embraced the city of Toronto. And I, and I felt bad, you know, in terms of, you know, DeMar wanted to stay. And when you look at when he hit free agency, midnight happened. A couple of minutes later, he was signed with the Raptors. There was no going to meet the Lakers and trying to see what their pitch is and then maybe meet the Clippers and then maybe meet, um, you know, the Knicks. And No, it was Toronto. I want to be here. So I understand his frustration. I understand the fans' frustration. I understand your frustration yesterday, Gabe. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, this is a team that drafted him, um, really gave him the basketball, and, and gave him $139 million guaranteed. And he said they set him up for life and his family and future generations. So it's a business. When you become a professional athlete, being traded is part of the game, and that's why you get paid these hefty salaries. Uh, did Masai tell him to his face, I will never trade you tomorrow and then trade him two days later? I don't think he said that either, right? <laughs> Um, but again, listen, Masai, and I think Gabe, you were one guy after the, the sweep to, uh, to the Cavaliers again, you were like, Hey, the blame always on Casey, the blame always on Larry DeRozan. Where's the blame on Masai Ujiri? Why is he making this team better? Yeah. Well, Gabe, I know. He yeah. just got a top five player in the NBA with a core in a weak conference that to me, um, I believe they should be the favorites with Boston to get there. And I think Toronto they are the favorites. The NBA finals. They are yeah. the favorites now, actually, according to the odds. So what's what's the starting lineup, Pete? Is it uh, is it Green, Lowry, JV, uh, Ananobi, and Kawhi Leonard? I believe there's going to be multiple parts here. Or will it be Fred Van Fleet out there and sort of <laughs> Green comes off the bench? No, I, what I'm thinking is, and Nick Nurse is a new head coach, and he loves Jonas Valanciunas. I think he's yes, going to yes, play him exactly. a lot more than... Because we're going to need points did. from JV, too. That's what I was thinking. Well, that was my deal. Where well, are the points coming that's from? That's one but... thing Casey did. He mismanaged JV, yes. I think. Yeah, I can't. Would you not agree there, Pete? Uh, yeah, to me, that's Casey, a was the, he was the coach of the year last year. I voted. He was my guy, but the way he handled or mishandled uh, Valanciunas to me was, uh, listen, it, it, it wasn't really positive. I'll put it this way. I don't want to throw Casey under the bus now, but, hey, he got a nice contract in Detroit, so it was pretty shameful there, I'll say it. But here's the thing. I go with Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi at the three. I think you're going to start Ibaka and, and Valanciunas, four or five. But look at the lineup now that Nick Nurse could play. They can go small, and they can go 
Lowry, Green, like you mentioned, Kawhi, Anobi. They can go Ibaka to five or, or have Valanchunas, and they can rotate. And Pearl on paper, gone. it's one of the best defensive teams in the NBA now, isn't it? I mean, if you could put like a – like you said, and you're, you're right about that. There's a nice versatility here where they can run a little bit. Now, you know, you got C.J. Miles too, Danny Green. you got a couple of three-point shooters – Leonard's, you know, de- Leonard's defense is like 20, 50 times better. DeRozan's well, he's, he's the yeah. best defender yes. in the NBA. Yes. So, yeah. exactly. Right. They, they suddenly. Good call. I'm just saying, like, you you could. And, and, and an OB OG, man, this this kid is a little, like, he's he's serious about defense, too. They could really have a real shutdown five as well, Pete, at times. It's a good point by you. They, they will have a couple of different ways to attack you. Well, listen, if they want to play Boston and they want to defend them and all those guys that they have, you know, Tatum and Brown and Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, well, how about this lineup defensively? DeLon Wright at the one. You got Danny Green at the two. Kawhi Leonard, OG Ananobi, and Pascal Seacamp. I mean, you want to talk about versatility and guys that could defend and switch on everything. So I think the Raptors are deep. Even if DeRozan was back, you know, you got C.J. Miles. You got Norman Powell. He's the 11th guy. He could be a rotation player to any other team in the NBA. So I think that right now they're going to have to find that niche. And I think Nurse and his staff are going to—they're on the phone right now and they're—they're they're, they're tweaking the offense. But Kawhi Leonard likes to post up, right, more than DeRozan did. And Kawhi Leonard is a guy that will shoot better three-point shots than DeMar DeRozan. Let's not forget against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the sweep, DeMar DeRozan was 0 for 9 from three, and that's where the NBA is going now. I think I love the trade. Listen, even if it's one year, you're going for it. The Raptors have never made to the finals. You have the best player the franchise has ever had. You know, albeit Vince Carter could be up there as well. If he can get bought in, and that's why Masai is their guy. That's why he gets his multi-million dollar contract. He manages relationships. Players gravitate to him. Let's see what you can get, Masai. Let's try and get Kawhi. And don't forget, Kawhi, if he signs with the Raptors, it's five years, $190 million. Any other team, he's going down to four years, 140. So already he's lost $30 million because he was going to make that with, with the Spurs. So does he really want to lose $75 million, Kawhi Leonard, because he just wants to be in L.A.? Hey, man, it's always about the money, bottom line. We were just talking, but we were taking a different take yesterday because all the people here is like, oh, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi. Pete, just 24 hours ago with all the hijinks, we didn't even think he was going to play a game for these guys. They're saying now reports he's going to come to come to training camp, but before – there's, that's the thing. You, you talk about it. Gabe and I were just talking. We took it from a different perspective. It was like, perfect, perfect, perfect. Say this guy doesn't play one damn game for the Raptors, you know what and happened? that's what it seemed like. You know what happened yesterday? I think uh, finally Kawhi. Kawhi just said I'm enough speaking, is enough. I'm speaking in my own, and I think what happened was the first thing, you know, it wasn't a good look in San Antonio, but that stuff yeah, happens. It did. But then what? You're not going to show up to the one seed in the East and in one of the best cities in North America, and you just expect to. I think he realized what a bad look it was, and then he threw it out there. All right, all right. You know, everyone chill out. But Damage I, control. You know, I still want to see him smiling at exactly. a press conference, even though we talked about this last week, guys. Yeah. He never smiles. So that's one thing we'll warn Raptor fans. If he looks pissed off. Because that's, no, that's he, his look. Yeah, he always that's, looks that's pissed that's off. That's his look. Yeah, like we talked about that last week. <laughs> All right, so um, on the other side of the equation here, talk to me about the San Antonio Spurs now with DeMar DeRozan. What, you know, I don't really think anything really changes. DeMar is who he is, and as much as I like him, I get it. He is one-dimensional. You talked about it. He goes to his right, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and it's funny. In a modern NBA, 
nobody likes the two, the, the the long two, right? The analytics and the new Moneyball guys, the Maury's and the, and the Golden States and the Rockets of the world, they preach. Listen, you either dunk it or you take a three, <laughs> right? Like that's the that's modern basketball now. Like don't take a eighteen foot shot. All right, if you're gonna do that, just take a twenty three foot shot. Like baseball, home run, strikeout. Basketball yes. changed so much. Too. Basketball is it's that all or nothing. And Demar yeah. is sort of a throwback, and it really does seem to irritate coaches, doesn't yeah. it, Pete? That he Good call. that he ref- that he doesn't really adjust. And you know, and, and in a modern NBA, like you said, which I mean, hell, man. Guys like Mo Wagner coming out of Michigan. I mean, you got six foot ten white German guys that can hit threes, and Demar couldn't. It, you know, I get that. That that is a little bit of a problem. But how do you see him now in the West? Does he just continue to put up twenty four, twenty five a game here with the Spurs? Well, it's a great point that uh, you guys bring up. And when you look at Demar Derozan, he's the king of the mid range game on the perimeter. Uh, as a guard, and then San Antonio has the other king of the mid-range game as a forward in LaMarcus Aldridge, right? So now you got and they got guys. Rudy Gay. What about Rudy Gay too? <laughs> yeah, He's a chucker. He's Rudy one. Gay. He's it's like machine. that. It's like that Spider-Man uh, gif on Twitter. Rudy Gay and Demar Derozan like pointing at each other. They're the same, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Listen, the Spurs are going to win 50 games with this nucleus with DeRozan and Aldridge. Uh, it keeps them relative. Greg Popovich is not going to coach a rebuild. We all know that uh, he'll leave that to Becky Hammond in, in about three, four years when he decides to retire. But I think the Spurs are going to be a team that's going to finish between third or fifth. I think still Golden State and Houston are one, two. And then OKC, the Lakers, or the Spurs will be three, four, five. And you can mix and match that. Um, they're still going to be well coached. Defensively, they're going to really bring it. Um, the face of the franchise is gone with Duncan leaving. Now Parker left, and now Kawhi left. Manu's still the last man standing. Lamarcus Aldridge is the new, uh, yeah, Manu. You're right, Manu. But Lamarcus Aldridge is the new man. Like he's that. He's, 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 he's going to have to take that team yeah. on his back. He's the guy now. Yeah, you know I mean, listen, DeRozan is going to fit in there. He'll get his 23, 25 points a game. Uh, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder as well now, right? You're talking about, you know, Mano, Mano, and your manhood being challenged. I mean, the Eagles is right here. They traded you. You're the franchise guy. So he's going to want to bring it. Uh, and I think he's going to love San Antonio, the culture, playing for pop, uh, paying less taxes. In, the taxes, in Texas. yeah. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and again, right, he's going to be with the Spurs, championship pedigree, five titles. In, in I think the they have the years, nicest so. guys. They might be the nicest team now. Team friendly? Well, just yeah, DeMar DeRozan's yeah. a really nice guy. LaMarcus Aldridge's a good guy. Like, he really is just a – like, it's not a, not a coincidence. Paul Gasol's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, the, Paul, the Spurs don't want jerks, like, yeah. except Tony Parker was there forever. But, like, uh, he's he's gone. And I, I love Tony Parker as a player, but he did do Barry's wife. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right, another Pete. segment for another day. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. She right. has Jason Richardson. There's another one. But, uh, oh, 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 I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> okay. He gets around town. Okay, so uh, how about this? Big news here. Um, R.J. Barrett, of course, um, a kid out of Toronto, number one college basketball recruit, yep. ended up choosing Duke. He's probably going to be the top pick in the NBA draft. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but he's that good. But this is pretty cool, man. ESPN and Duke are combining uh, for a Canadian tour. Nice. And uh, the Duke Blue Devils will play Ryerson University and the University of Toronto, as well as McGill University in Montreal. And uh, these games take place Wednesday, August the 15th, Friday, August the 17th. 
Sunday, August the 19th. So Wednesday versus Ryerson on the 15th. Friday, August 17th in Toronto. Ryerson's in Toronto as well against the University of Toronto on Friday night. And then Sunday is for you Duke fans if you're looking for a little uh, mini vacation. No better place to, uh, to go to Montreal or Toronto. Uh, Sunday, August 19th, uh, Duke versus McGill. And, um, you know, somebody had to educate me on Twitter because I said, ooh, McGill could be in trouble in this game. They said, no, no, McGill actually uh, was, like, ranked third in the country uh, last year. But, you know, these teams, they generally play their freshmen. It's like preseason, right? So they're getting everyone ready for for conference play. Summer league of the college. You play play the young guys. Exactly. You're playing the new guys. But the thing is, everyone's a young guy in college now. And, oh, yeah, Duke Duke Blue Devils young guys are all NBA lottery picks. (laughs) (laughs) Like R.J. Barrett is their young guy they're playing. Zion Williamson is their young guy they're playing. And, uh, you know, you like this game? Cam Reddish. Reddish. Cam Reddish. I can't believe it. Cam Reddish. As well as Trey Jones. You're telling me, Pete, they got four of the top 10 100 recruits. Duke on one team. R.J. Barrett, Williamson, Reddish, and Trey Jones all going to McGill and uh, Ryerson. How do you think, um, you know, how do you think these games go? Which out of the, does McGill compete the best or Ryerson? What do you think? Yeah, you know, we've been hosting uh, NCAA foreign tours for the last eight years here in Montreal and across Canada, and I'm part of a group that's been bringing these teams here. And the NCAA teams love coming to Montreal because it's like they're going to Europe, right? So um, tell us us tell us some notable wins for the Canadian teams. Like, I know Carleton beat Virginia, right? Carleton beat Virginia. Carleton destroyed Wichita State. Uh, Carleton lost to Syracuse by one in overtime. They beat Alabama. They destroyed St. Yeah. Louis. I mean, but it's it, it's funny, right? Coach K, right? This guy's the greatest, right? But he avoids Carlton, right? They're not. They it's funny. Carlton You're right. Here. He does. He did. You <laughs> want to play Carlton? <laughs> He's like, right. no, no. Those guys might beat us. Yeah. We're not we'll, going we'll, there. We'll go yeah. play the Ryerson Rams instead. <laughs> wow. They don't only beat teams. I mean, they destroyed them, right? And uh, they've had some great games. So Ryerson's going to give them. Uh, a good game. They went to the national final last year. Carlton's won 13 out of the last 15 national championships. That's how Carlton has dominated. But when you're talking about McGill, head coach Dave DeViro, they've won five out of the six Quebec uh, championships. Uh, they're always a top three, four team in the country. They lost four guys from last year's team, so they'll be a little bit younger than they usually are. But there's, they got one kid, Alex Paquin, who was a transfer from American University in the Patriot League. He's going to be very explosive. So Duke's going to run all, you know, Duke's going to win pretty handily all their games. But uh, the best part of it is that the game in Montreal is going to be at the new Place Bell, which is an arena, but that fits 10,000 people. So when Duke and Coach K comes in, they're not going to play in a little gymnasium there at McGill. Uh, they're going to they're going to be selling a lot of tickets. And when I broke this story about a couple of months ago that Duke was coming on a foreign tour, I mean, I had like thousands of followers from Duke and they're texting me and everybody wants to know, talk to me about McGill, talk to me about Ryers and the, the Duke fans are crazy, but it, it's going to be great for, for the fans to get to see Coach K. It's going to be great for the players, the coaches. Uh, it, it's just fun when, when, when Duke can come into to Toronto and Montreal. And, and, of course, R.J. Barrett is the real deal. He'll be arguably the number one pick in the 2019 NBA draft. And, man, there's going to be so many agents already, coaches. I mean, NBA personnel is going to be here. But like, 
uh, Gabe, you know I think it's serious? a good time. I think it's a good time you and Stewart come down to Montreal. You'll yeah. be my guest. Rohan's, is Rohan his father? Rohan yeah. Barrett, the original from Mississauga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's his dad. For basketball and you know, you know it's big time when ESPN is coming to broadcast all three games exactly. with Dan Shulman and Jay Billis. Yeah, they're bringing their A game. Yeah, like they're, it's, they're, it's like they're, they're stoked for this. All right, uh, yeah. thanks for the time, Pete. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, guys. Take care. Take care, Pete. It's been pretty cool. Like, yeah, Jay Billis and uh, Dan Shulman doing all three games on ESPN+. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Billy's dead, Morency. <laughs> his brains splattered all over the place. Thanks to his testimony, Morency. Hey, I'm trying to eat my lunch. <laughs> that's, a, no, that's a good part of the script there, just right off the right off the top there. I'm trying to eat my lunch. It's like that's uh, well played. Uh, McGarnagle from Oh, yeah, McGarnagle. Dan, I, I was... Well, Billy's dead, McGarnagle. <laughs> McGarnagle. And there's a scene before, you know, he's like, uh, Billy's supposed to testify. He's like, I'm scared. It's like a little boy. It's like, I'm scared, McGarnagle. McGarnagle's like, don't worry, Billy. Everything's going to be fine. Next scene's like, well, Billy's dead, McGarnagle. <laughs> That's awesome. McGarnagle's like eating a sandwich. He's like, hey, trying to eat my lunch. <laughs> We, you know what, Marenzi? I got to tell you something. The way TV's going right now, I would not mind seeing us. But like they're bringing back Murphy Brown. Like I saw, uh, like a clip for that. I'm like, Candace Bergen. Like she got like a facelift. I'm like, all they do now, it's like for TV. You bring back shit shows from whatever. You bring back like Roseanne. You bring back all these. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, if you're one of these guys in the networks, what do you do? You sit around in your in your in your ivory tower all day and go, Hey guys, I got a great idea. Let's bring back Murphy Brown. Just twenty years later, with a facelift. All right, we'll get uh, we'll get to the uh, the British show. Open in a, in a few yeah, minutes we will. Uh, we here, will get but to a uh, few disappointments. We have something more interesting to talk about uh, right now. What are we talking about? This is an interesting. Uh, it's kind of a weird story. It is. Uh, it is, and it isn't because I don't know. She is smoking hot, actually. So Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, the very rich Jimmy yep. Garoppolo. Loaded now. 49ers. A lot of people like the 49ers this year. I think they're overrated. Uh, a little bit, yes. Um, so, so, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo um, signed a monster contract. And, um, you know, he's hype, hype quarterback last year. So people, you know, they're you know, on a new TMZ era or whatever. So Jimmy Garoppolo was spotted uh, out uh, the other night on a date with um, – uh, with a uh, porn star. Good for him. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah, Kia Maria. All right. And uh, she basically looks like, um, she looks like Kim Kardashian, kind of. 
as uh, for uh, for research purposes, both yeah. me and Cameron are searching up for we are. Images, images, images. There you go, Kia. There she is, Kia Maria. What's her name, Kia? <laughs> I'm looking at a lot of different stuff. I see a dog. I see an older woman. Yeah, I don't think it's the right Kia Maria. Right, it's, uh, sorry, it wrong. it's Kira Mira. Oh, thank you. Jeez, I got some. <laughs> Kira Mira. How do you spell it? K-I-R-A. Okay, now, now we're going. Yep, last name? Mira. M-I-R-A. Okay, that's better. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I see where you're going now. Oh, yeah. She's a porn star, is she? Yes, sir. So, wow. So, um, yeah, as you she see, she kind of, kind of looks like. No, she's got more of an Asian look to her, though. Ki, yeah, Kiara Mia. Sorry, I don't know. You get a lot of different spellings yeah, for her I name sure here, do. but Kiara Mia. It's one of those chicks that no one really knows her name, but when you see her face, you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, she's been in a few. She's been around, like. Um, so, anyways, no, no big deal. All right, so uh, quarterback, uh, you know, hanging out with a porn star, but. It someone threw him under the bus, and basically um, he hired her. It wasn't a date date. Oh, like he paid for her to be his. Yeah, date. like a lot of porn stars are escorts. Yes, yeah. yes. But like for pretty pretty big change, like you know five five thousand dollars at least. Because yeah. a lot of these chicks have rich dudes that want to do them and stuff, and. Like I said, like Lisa Ann's the best, you know, she knows all these stories. A lot, a lot of these athletes get extorted and yeah. whatever, but Garoppolo, I guess, just figures, hey, I'm single or whatever. I mean, I don't care. So, yeah, it turns out someone, you know, basically threw Garoppolo under the bus and said, no, no, like, uh, they don't know each other. Like, he booked her. <laughs> I No, to be honest with you? So he, So now people are like, number one. Is it inappropriate? Like, should he get in trouble? No, he should. From the San Francisco no, 49ers no. of the NFL because he basically hired a hooker. I'm going to tell you something. That's the gist no, of it. The no. gi- that's the where I'm going to. And I'm going to tell Jimmy you. Jimmy Garoppolo paid a porn star to go out with Who him. Who cares? I'm going to tell you something. As a starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, I would rather him pay a hooker who he's not emotionally attached to than getting involved and with we a don't, girlfriend. We don't. Say you start getting a girlfriend. True. And I'd rather, you're right. I'm I'd rather him doing this than, gotta, than a Kardashian. Damn right. I'm worried about the playbook. Book. Hey, honey, are you coming home after the game? Oh, another road trip. Like, that's the thing. And it was a dinner. Like, you, there's actually yeah. pictures. People are dickheads. They take everything now. Why can't the guy enjoy a dinner? Yeah, like, he didn't go, like, to, like, you know, he didn't just, like, go to an orgy. Like, it's, a, like, yeah. a fancy restaurant. She's in a nice dress. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he they're paid, drinking wine. And paper companionship. Talk. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it, Batman. I'm telling you, Gabe, look at it from my point of view. Guys, so you don't look at Jimmy Garoppolo. No, 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 no. I'm actually, actually, if I'm at the San Francisco, the respect 40, factor just went up. It did. And another thing is, I also look at it from a different perspective. As a single man, and you're now the starting quarterback of the 49ers. Say you get involved in a relationship where you actually have feelings for the person. You got a lot of things going on, man. You got a new team. You got to learn the playbook. This isn't a couple games in the season now. This is the real deal. And everybody's high on this team. This guy's mind needs to be clear. More dates like that, less commitment. Sorry. I hate to say it, but that's the way to go. Now, the, what's not great about this for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is uh, evidently he's got a girlfriend. Oh, I didn't know you didn't tell me that. <laughs> See, now the story changes. <laughs> Jeez, Marenzi. <laughs> he's got a girlfriend. Oh, geez. Uh-oh. Next page. 
we better rewind that one. <laughs> After I give you my big speech, I would have changed my opinion. Then. The guy's got a girlfriend, and he's seeing Mom. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they broke up. Uh, I hope they did. Well, anyway, the guy's a real player. That if he's got, if he's got, if he's uh, paying for escorts and has a chick on the wow, good, good old Jimmy. He's a juggler. He can really uh, do it all. He's getting, <laughs> he's getting his, uh, he's getting his, um, his off, uh, off season workouts in here. Sure is. <laughs> I swear to God, I've seen like ten different names for her. Like no one really knows. It's it's actually Kiera Mia, Kiera Mia. Holy, it's really annoying. Yeah, well, like, I don't know. You you sent me to six different. I'm seeing different chicks all the time. I don't know. So Cam's cool with it. Are you? What are you cool with? Don't you don't you don't you actually like see it from my my oh, perspective? Great rack here. Look at this. Here's what? here's the shot of the restroom. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the problem with breasts, Gabe. I got a real problem with breasts. They're hypnotizing. I could be mad or, like, you know, somebody could rip me off, and then I'll just, like, stare, and they're so soft and voluptuous, I just kind of, like, sit there and melt. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, I always thought about poker. You know me when I got a good hand, I got a red face and blonde eyebrows and stuff, but imagine being at the table with Jennifer Tilly with her knockers, like, right in your face while I got cards. Like, I got no chance. I got no chance versus breasts. <laughs> They just they win all the time, undefeated. I got no problem with it. I'm telling you, man. As a quarterback, as a young quarterback, you got a lot of things going on in your mind. You want it clear. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is actually onto something as well. No commitment, no yep. attachment. He goes out with a porn star one night, a couple of whatever, and uh, <laughs> he's focused on football after, as opposed to the drama. Like, look at Ben Simmons right now. Dude, Ben Simmons is involved in some weirdo, like, love triangle. Someone's threatening to kill him or something yeah. because he's, he's with Kylie Jenner or, I don't know, Brody Jenner or, or uh, Caitlyn Jenner. I don't even know. I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't yeah. even know who he's with. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, but he's yeah. with one of the Jenners, but there's this other chick, Tanisha or Tanisha or something. Yep. She's all pissed off. I don't know, dude. It's like... You're, you're a young basketball player. You don't have time to worry about this so shit. You guys got you know bounced in the first round exactly. of the playoffs. Exactly. Oh, no, you won one round. Yeah. yeah. But oh, the process. I guess the oh, yeah. process the is process? getting involved with the Kardashians. <laughs> That's a bad process. Very bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jimmy Garoppolo. I am on yeah. so- to something. Like, let me tell you something. When you have a lot less, when things are going well and you don't have to worry about somebody else all the time, your mind's clear, you're, you're getting more things done, especially as an athlete, man, I, I going through a breakup or going through stress, that's not cool. That's not cool. And he, he, he's got, I have no problem with it, Marenzi. This sounds, uh, this sounds like it's in, this sounds like a poll question. It does? What do you think? Yep. Of. Jimmy Garoppolo taking an escort out? What do you think of Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy G? How do I put this? What do you think of Jimmy G paying for an escort? Nah, I got to Come on. It's got to be more, uh. It'd be better words than that. What do you write our copy now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Jimmy G paying for that story? Writing our copy now. Hey, what, that was a good one. What do you think of Jimmy G? Yeah, I guess I say uh, stepping out, uh, paying, paying for a date, for a night out. Yeah. With dinner. With Kia, what's her name? Oh, Kiara. You told me, Kiara. Kiara Mia. Kiara Mia. Yeah. 
She is pretty hot, I will add. She is pretty hot. <laughs> very, very voluptuous, yes. Right. There it is. Poll question. Uh, how do we put this? Um, what? Jimmy G. <laughs> she is pretty hot. All yep. right. Would do same. Would do, do same. same. Would do same. See the double uh, yeah. pun there, too. I like would that. do would same. Would do same. Or uh, not do. Way too sleazy. It's not sleazy at all. <laughs> Come on. No, no, I mean, I'm thinking of the best word. I know. I like that. Uh, I, I like sleazy. Uh, no, let's go with smart man. Yeah. Smart man. Smart man. Sleazy move. Or uh, uh, what's the other sleazy one? Sleazy move. I like sleazy move. I like that. We'll go with sleazy move. Yeah. And uh, other option, or is it just two? Just two. Okay, I like that. Keep it nice and simple. I, I don't like the the answers here. Yeah, this one's better. I like this one better. Uh, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to word this properly. It's all about I, the words. Here, I like right? I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Doing it on the fly. Gross. How's that? See, Gross. That, that, that's what. That's what yeah, it took. There you go. Gross. He's gross. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing gross about it. It's very, very fine. Gross. Okay. All right. There it is. It's sent out. Perfect. Now the world speaks. What do you think is going to happen? I'm th I think uh, I think more people are going to take our, our approach to it. It's good, no problem. Um, Less sleazy. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, people say that they're jealous. Yeah, jealous is a good good answer. I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to say jealous uh, is a very good. That's 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 the one you go for. <laughs> To my point, though, don't you think I'm right, Gabe? Like, say you were quarterbacking a team, a new team and stuff. You need the, the least amount of uh, problems or things going on in your life. Like, you got to deal with you. you got to deal with the playbook. you got to deal with new te teammates. you got to deal with coaches, the system, everything else. Your mind will explode. We actually have a uh, we have another NBA trade, actually. Really? Surprisingly enough, NBA news that has nothing to do with Kawhi Leonard or, or uh, DeMar DeRozan. The Oklahoma City have agreed to trade Carmelo Anthony and a pro and a protected 22, 2022. Man, it's weird saying that. It's like we're that far in the future. I know. 2022 first round pick to the Atlanta Hawks for Dennis Schroeder and uh, Mike Muscala. I, I like that. I think Oklahoma City. Like, come on, man. Carmelo Anthony blows. Hey, I agree. And the thing is, the, now you got now Westbrook. Schroeder's like a mini Westbrook. Like he runs around. He's I like, fast. I like him. You know, Schroeder. He, he's too he's, undisciplined. Yeah, he is. He's you don't want. He's inconsistent. You know what Schroeder is? Schroeder's a good player on a good team. You don't want Schroeder like as. Uh, it's actually pronounced Schroeder. He's German. Schroeder. Yeah, that's right. People always it looks call like him Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah, yeah, but it's Schroeder. He's actually yeah. German. So uh, what the hell are the Atlanta Hawks doing? They're, they're they, they, they busted out the pick that you actually. I'll give you credit. Well, they want to trade. Guy, 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 Trey Young gets hurt in the summer league. 
they go out and get Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I don't want to pick on Trey Young. No, I don't want to. I don't want to pick on Trey Young. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. Pick, I just didn't think he, I, they should have taken. I'm gonna pick on the. They should have taken that Luka Doncic. Yes, kid. they should have. I don't care if the guy's from from Europe. You take the, you take the player that's going to be NBA ready. Now you have a guy that's hurt, and you have a guy who can't even play in the NBA anymore. Like this organization, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Really, Car- Carmelo Anthony can't play. Yeah, no, it's like, well, he can still. You know, he's yeah, not, yeah, yeah exactly. with the Hawks. Come on, man, dude. Carmelo Anthony is not going to be happy going to the Atlanta Hawks. No, he wanted to go. I thought he was going not... to go. I thought he was going to go to Houston. Nah, Didn't I, they try I'll to tell get him you, in I'll, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Why wouldn't you just go to Houston? You, 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 you had like you. All the guys on the team wanted you there, right? I thought it was done already. I didn't really realize that he didn't listen. He, they're trying to just play contract and cap games right yeah, now, for sure. And I was going to say, and now I'm going to finish the uh, the actual report. I was going to say, there's no way in hell Carmelo Anthony's going to the Atlanta Hawks. No, he's not reporting there. And I was going to say, the NBA is the only damn league in which teams just try to clear players off. So, the Atlanta Hawks have waived Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Will waive him. So, essentially, the Atlanta Hawks just wanted to get rid of Dennis Schroeder and Mike Muscala. Huh. Like, the Atlanta Hawks, like, how many games are going to win next year? Very little. Like, look at the Golden State roster next to the Atlanta Hawk roster. It's uh, basically men versus boys. The Hawks suck. They'll, like, the Atlanta Hawks, like, I'm not even sure they're better than Duke. And I'm never one of these people that nah, says that. They're, they're still better than Duke. Yeah, they, they are. They're, they a, they're a professional basketball team. Ooh. I know you're one. <laughs> I'll say that loosely. <laughs> Who's on they're the in team? the league. Who's on their roster? Deadman, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even know who's left on their team anymore. Atlanta Hawks. They let it. They've let everyone go. I don't know. Yeah, they, they're they're in big trouble. This used to be. Remember the here's Dominic our boy. Here's days. our boy Kyle in Atlanta. He's like uh, he's like laughing my ass off. Got to love the Hawks. Yeah, exactly. Like people in Atlanta, even like they're like, what the hell is this team doing? They, I, I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> like they are trying to be like the worst team in the oh, history. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot who else they picked up. Jeremy Lin. Oh, yeah. Remember that? So, so they got, got Trey Young, Jeremy Lin, John Call. Yeah, their best player is basically Kent Bazemore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the star of the team. Kent Bazemore, DFS, DFS God, Kent Bazemore. Wow, man, they are awful. So it's true though. So Kent Bazemore is sort of the guy now. Yes. Wow. Yikes. I don't know. You're going to stockpile draft picks over the next couple of years, but if you keep on taking Trey Young every year, you're not going to get anyone. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions. (laughs) 
Are you ready for some soccer? Fast kicking, low scoring, ties, you bet. <laughs> Diago, Ariga, Ariga 2, Ariga 2. <laughs> Live to Springfield Coliseum, and it'll all be signing autographs. Portugal versus Mexico for the championship of the world. I told you the episode was on the other night, the Springfield meltdowns with Homer's uh, NFL football team. The commissioner got lost because they changed, like, Springfield Street to, like, Touchdown Avenue. And then Grandpa thought he was, he was watching a show on TV. It's the one wow, yeah, Homer cost him an NFL yeah, yeah. franchise. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's actually Grandpa because the commissioner got lost, and then he he stops at the Simpsons house to use the phone. But Grandpa's watching a show. A lot of these people will prey on old people oh, while you're he's watching like six. And then the commissioner he hit him over the head with a golf club. They lose the team. The Springfield meltdowns. That was the best. Hey Homer, the Springfield meltdowns. That's epic. <laughs> oh, it's great stuff. Well, I'm sure the Springfield meltdowns would make better uh, player personnel decisions than Chris Jones of the Saskatchewan. And Rough Riders, but uh, we got a CFL game, and even our boy Mike Cardano, station uh, station uh, honcho, he, he's into it. He's excited. He's asking me, who should I uh, CFL? He asked last night. He sent a message yesterday during the show. He's jonesing for a bet. When are you guys giving your pick for the CFL game? Tonight. That's like I said. Like that's what I love about this station. Uh, we have the angriest colleagues and co-hosts. Like it's just everyone just argues with each other all day, except me and Cam. And uh, you know. Management are all degenerate gamblers. <laughs> I, so, you know what? I like to work for a company like that. At least, they're, at least they're practicing what they're preaching. Yeah. They're entering leagues. You know what I mean? That's the, I like to see that stuff. So we need, like, hookers and threesomes like they got going on over at the fan, evidently. My man Joe Beningo. But uh, anyways, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, let's, uh, let's bring in uh, Ben Kramer right now. That's how you tease people. Oh, I'm going to stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. Ben Kramer joins us. What's up, Ben? Hey guys, beautiful day out here. Looking forward to some football tonight. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's been a while. let's uh, do this. So, of course, uh, you can read uh, Ben Kramer's CFL DFS analysis over at DailyRoto.com on the CFL page. And if you want to subscribe and get the real inside analysis and uh, lineup uh, projections, uh, analysis, etc., uh, go to DailyRoto.com on the uh, the CFL uh, page. the The entire season is available for uh, for seventy five dollars monthly subscriptions, just uh, twenty five dollars a month, and uh, you're going to win your money back uh, in one week of playing DFS. So let's jump in uh, right now. Hard to believe that we're in week six already of the Canadian Football League. And you know, last week there were only three football games on the board. And uh, yesterday, I actually uh, I have to apologize to the CFL because yesterday I ripped the CFL schedule maker for um, it's been pretty bad for another having another three games. And yeah, they still suck. I mean, it's the same same teams play every week. <laughs> yeah. But um, one of the games is off the board. Yeah, I didn't. I don't look at CFL.ca. Yeah, I was yeah, I was yeah. looking at sports books. Who's quarterback <laughs> in the stamps? Probably Arbuckle. But yeah. anyway, so Calgary and Montreal is on the DraftKings slate, guys. But it's not on the betting pages uh, right now as of yet because they don't know who the quarterback. Uh, actually, both quarterbacks. But it's going to be Willie in Montreal. Matthews is hurt again. He's out. Willie is back in, and uh, it's either Arbuckle or, or, or Mitchell. But let's jump into tonight's football game right here, Ben. We got Saskatchewan. And Hamilton, and uh, truth be told, and you know this being in Ryder country, they don't really travel very well. This is a revenge spot for Hamilton. Me and Cam, neither of us like laying points. We're stingy. You know, we got Scottish uh, heritage. Cheap. We don't like laying points, but tonight it just sort of feels like Hamilton could kick the crap out of them. What's your take on this one? 
Yeah, it's one of those things where you're, anytime you're playing back-to-back, it's really hard to end win the second end of the back-to-back, right? And Hamilton was so unlucky that first time around in Regina. I think they had about four red zone opportunities inside the 15-yard line that they came away with field goals or less each time. And I can't see Mazzoli pulling those kind of mistakes the second time around. They just got him off his spot every time that he was on the field. He was running for his life and throwing off his back foot everywhere and still managed 320-some yards. So I think if they're going to put up that kind of yardage again tonight, it's hard to see Hamilton not winning, but 10.5 points is an awful lot for any professional football game. That's true. What do you got? Just from the DraftKings perspective, when you look at the quarterback, I put uh, Mazzoli in my lineup. He's 10,800. Do you think he's worth it? I'll tell you, that Saskatchewan defense might get torched by Hamilton's offense tonight. Yeah, that's one of those things. This has probably been the most uncertain week we've had of any of them so far because Mike Riley's not on the board, right? And every week he's just head and shoulders above everyone else at the position. So this week there's a lot more uncertainty, like you were talking about in Calgary or even other spots trying to figure out who's going to be the best plays. I think Mazzoli is certainly going to be a good option. He's the top projected passer on the slate without Riley in there and without Bo Levi Mitchell too. I think Bo would probably be our top projected quarterback if he plays, but right now it's looking like that's probably not going to happen. I would imagine. Calgary have no reason to risk anything uh, with with Bo Levi Mitchell, especially against the Alouettes, winnable football game Uh, anyways, but you might want to stay away from it uh, for DFS uh, purposes. Could be a lower-scoring, ugly game. Um, So look at the quarterbacks. Masoli is $10,800. Trevor Harris is $9,900. And, man, this Ottawa team is just so inconsistent, Sure, uh, Ben. And then, you know, taking on Travis Lule, who I got to tip my cap to, actually, although it pissed me off. I had money on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the money line. I was all yeah. drunk watching the UFC. I yeah. was feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, it looked good early. 17 nothing. I'm like, all right, I'll just turn it back to the UFC. <laughs> Someone told me I was doing a podcast. Someone was like, hey, Marenzi, are you aware it's 17-17? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't know. Funny, like, I was what? doing my radio I'm show. Like, what? Gabe with Oakley? He's like, wow, Winnipeg beat BC. I go, John, I guess you didn't see the last part of the game. They didn't. No, no, they blew yeah. a 17 nothing lead. Yeah, so they blow, <laughs> they blow the lead. But I got to, you know, tip my cap to Lule. We all talked about him getting killed and being an old man. But... He's tough. Not only did he play the game, I'm just surprised, uh, Ben, looking at the, the box score here, you know, 28 for 41, the fact that he actually threw 41 passes, finished with 19 DK points. Uh, your take on this uh, this one here as far as the quarterbacks. Like, if you're not going with Soli uh, this week, let's start off with this game here right now with uh, with Harris and Lule. Any, any opinions on these quarterbacks? Neither of them project all that well this week, and some of that is, like you said, the inconsistency, but... Part of the difficulty in projecting them is Ottawa's faced Calgary twice already this year, and nobody scores against Calgary no matter how good they are at this point. So you can say Harris is inconsistent, Ottawa's inconsistent, but really they've been really consistent. They're good against everyone else, and they suck against Calgary. And I think that's probably going to be the story for most teams this season. If you're looking at Lule, he doesn't project all that well just because he's, well, BC sucks so far this year, right? They can't put points on the board with any consistency. But when we did a study of the numbers last season, looking at the difference between Jennings running that offense or Lule running that offense, they're running about 15% better in the projections when Lule was under center. So he's certainly a tournament option, but he's not somebody that you'd want to hang your cash game lineups on for sure. The CFL, for betting purposes, has been a very low-scoring year. Yeah, a lot of unders. Man, first half unders are free money. It's I like, know. I don't, we got to do it again tonight, actually, just blindly and watch it be yeah, a Yeah, 28-27 at the half. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do it, though. <laughs> I'm going to do it. But I think it's 6-1 and one last seven CFL football games uh, to the under. <laughs> Excuse me. And it's funny because I always say this, but I think this is the one that could be some points. 
I'm uh, most likely, and I'm going to go. I've gone to both games already this year, so why, why break my streak? Uh, to the Argo Argo Bomber game, we got you know, what about Nichols here at eighty six hundred dollars? You got Franklin at eighty five. I don't know. Like you know, the fact that they play in the afternoon, it's pretty hot down there, man. It's muggy and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it's nice weather, and yeah, it might be little showers and rain because it's so hot and humid, etc. But I don't know. Do you guys think that the you know the really hot man, these hot conditions in the middle of the summer? Football is not really a summer sport. You got these guys out here in the middle of the July. It seems to me that they Ben it leads to less points than more points when they play in the blazing sun in the afternoons. Yeah, I haven't looked too closely at the weather stuff as far as heat goes. I know rain affects, and I certainly know winds over 15 miles. I'll tell you what, dude. scares the heck out of think me. About, We're standing about five minutes from the stadium. Yeah, it's hot. It's <laughs> okay. no, and think yeah. about if you're a lineman. Think about if you're a lineman in that heat, too, man. Like, oh, you're a brutal, big guy. Right? I it's know, absolutely like... brutal. I've been just laying sod all morning in my front yard, and it's about 30 here, and I feel like a dead man without any equipment on, right? Yeah, Put just the game sort of becomes lagging. Yeah, they're lagging. Exactly. They lag. The heat, it, it creates Like, I was at the Edmonton Toronto yeah. game. It was hot as hell, and guys were, like, walking to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Even though you could be in motion, yeah. it was a lot less motion. You know what I'm saying, Ben? Everything was just a little slower, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it slows down a bit. We'll see what happens. Like, I think Franklin is a fine play this week just because he's super cheap. Same with Arbuckle coming in that Calgary starting spot. Anytime you've got a quarterback in the CFL, kind of $8,000, it's worth a look, especially on a week where you don't have the high-priced passer that you can absolutely rely on like Riley. I wouldn't touch nickels. Like, I've got about 20 or 30 lineups on DraftKings this weekend, and I'm not going to be running any nickels. Toronto's defense is actually pretty I like Franklin, right. too. They generally keep things down. And, yeah, Nichols just isn't passing for a whole lot of scores, whether it was the last half of last season or the couple games he's played this season. Most of their scores, if they're getting a touchdown, it's coming on the ground, whether it's Streveler with some kind of vulture touchdown inside the two-yard line or Harris running it in from somewhere. They just aren't passing for a lot of scores. And, really, passing touchdowns are what makes the difference between winning lineups and mediocre lineups. So if he's not passing for three touchdowns, he's probably not somebody I'm interested in. There's been a lot of vulturing going on, like Minnis and Hamilton, too. Like, there's just, it's one yeah, of those it's things. It's, it's a nightmare. It's I'll, a nightmare. Put, yeah. I'll put a couple of lines together. I'll put yeah. 30, like Ben, but I'll yeah, put I'll some put lines like two together. two or three, for sure. I'll put some lines together, but uh, I do have James Franklin as my quarterback in my lineup, actually. I was going to go with Masoli, but I don't want to pay the price. And yeah, I actually it's an extra two thousand yeah. dollars, right? Yeah. Like, there's only a couple points difference in the projections, and you save two thousand dollars if you're going with Franklin. And really, with all the good running backs going this week, all seven thousand dollars plus, really, it's a bunch of guys that you want to pay up for at that running back spot that you really need that money for to save at quarterback. Like Andrew Harris. So Andrew Harris, you know, he's been pretty pretty consistent. He had there were yep. there was one week where. I guess, you know, there was two weeks. You know, the first game, whatever, it was the lightning game, and then yeah. I guess it was week three. That was a weird so one. Where he's been heavily priced, and he didn't, you know, really deliver. But the last two weeks, unbelievable. 109 yards on the ground, 139 yards on the ground, eight receptions in, in the last uh, two games, uh, three touchdowns, 26 DK points, 35 DK points. Andrew Harris uh, back in his zone right now. But that Argo defense is pretty good, man. They got some talent up yeah. on that line. Yeah, they're not bad at all. I don't think he's going to put up any of these kind of 30-plus point. He'll catch passes out of the backfield. That's the thing. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, he catches so many passes. He's so involved in the red zone that just about whatever the game script goes to, he's going to stay involved in the game. So, yeah, he might not have a kind of a 4 or 5x value night every time, but he's not ever going to be the one who's going to kill you. Like, he's always got that really safe floor from his involvement he's across the back. board. He's my back. I'm taking him. Yeah. yeah, and you've got a lot of other good values there, too, in that $7,000 range, whether it's Powell versus BC, I think. BC's given up 160 yards a game on the ground right now, and Powell is getting 120 yards on the ground a game. That's a matchup that's worth exploiting. And even looking at Don Jackson, he's going to get a whole lot of opportunity probably versus Montreal. If they're going to have the backup quarterback in there, they'll lean heavily on the running game, and Montreal can't stop anybody, whether it's on the ground or the air. So Jackson, if he gets a couple extra carries over what he's been used to, he could be a pretty big value pretty quick too. Those are my two guys, Gabe. I got Jackson and Powell in the lineup there. I was going to say, Ben, uh, from the receiving standpoint, you could find some value. Who are some guys that uh, you really like this week? You know, it all depends who plays quarterback. I love Eric Rogers at $7,000. If you can get Bolivar Mitchell under center, if it's Arbuckle under center, then 7000 is a little bit more close to a neutral value instead of a great value. Terrence Tolliver for Hamilton, he's probably going to see a lot of Deron Carter against him on defense in that matchup, and if that's the case, I want a whole bunch of Terrence Tolliver there too. And then if you're looking for guys who are cheap, there's not a whole lot of cheap options, but Ricky Collins is down around the $4,000 range if you're playing with Lule in a lineup and want to stack that or even a couple of the really cheap Saskatchewan receivers that are down all the way in the 3000s could be options for you if you just need to punt the position to fit in a couple of those more expensive running backs whether it's Williams Lambert or Shaq Evans there's options that are right down the near the bottom of the pricing they're not good options but they're punt options if you just need to save the money to get in those other players you want Last week, I jumped on uh, Reggie Begleton. I I got him this week, but I'm kind of scared now. Who's going to be the quarterback, right, guys? Yeah, and even if Begleton plays, right? Like if Eric Rogers is back in the lineup this week and they've got all their other horses that are playing, Begleton sometimes get kicked to the sideline there because Lamar Durant came back last week. They've got a whole lot of guys who want to play receiver there, and there's not going to be a lot of extra targets to go around to Begleton. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. He's in my lineup. Now I'm concerned about Bagleton game. Yeah, I'd be concerned probably. (laughs) But I got Powell. There's a couple other guys. There's a couple other receivers that are down that three, four thousand range at Bageltown probably is not going to be able to match that this week again. He only really had his big shot last week because Eric Rogers was out of the lineup and Rogers looked like he's been practicing full steam all week now. Corey Watson's been sort of my oh. punt pick on a weekly nice. basis, but I'm getting tired of the four points on a weekly basis. <laughs> <Four Yeah>. Hey, uh, what do you got? I, I'm telling you, what the way the stamps look on defense, do you pay up for these guys against Montreal? I know it's expensive, but yeah, man, you almost have to. Devon yeah. Claybrooks in that defense looks awesome. You almost have to. I, I am. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah, there, it's really one of those situations where even if they were $7,000, I'd be interested, right? Just because they're, they get to play the worst team in the CFL with the best defense in the CFL. And even last week, they put up over 20 DK points against Ottawa, who actually has a whole lot of offensive firepower. If you face them off against Montreal with a quarterback like Drew Willey, there might not be a ton of turnovers to be had because Willey will just throw five yards into the dirt. But they're not going to give up any points at all. I'd be surprised. <laughs> Willie's going to throw five yards into the dirt? <laughs> Amazing. He is bad. Yeah, he's pretty bad. He's really he bad. 
<laughs> it's going to be tough. Keep, tough waiting for, yeah. keep waiting for one of the weeks, like when Deron Carter, and no one knows, he's going to play wide receiver. Exactly. And he's worth a steal of yeah, $4,900. And he's down in the $4,000 range. Know. Now, it's going to be one of those ones that you keep an eye on. That's the tricky thing with CFL on DraftKings is midseason, there's always a bunch of guys who come back from NFL camps that were cut. Like Darrell Walker yep. came in, and he was $5,000 for a couple of weeks last year. When Deron Carter does get back on offense, he's going to be four and five and six thousand dollars for a couple of weeks, and that'll be the time to keep an eye on it. I think Nick Marshall was on the six-game injured list after game one, so he should be back any time. And once he's back, then I expect Carter will probably be back on offense again. And we'll refer, just try and forget this ever happened. Exactly. I think, I think that experiment sucked. I don't think yeah, Zolstra will make the Vikings. No, you think Zolstra? Yeah, he'll, he'll be back. If he goes back to Edmonton, oh god. Hey, well, yeah, we didn't even bring up Terrell Owens. It'll make everything complicated, right? There will be a ton of options, but it's going to be complicated to figure out who he's going to throw the ball to. So many riches to go around. We didn't even bring up Terrell Owens, yeah. man. Well, we'll see. We'll know next week more about T.O. potentially. Thanks, Ben. It's always yeah. a pleasure. Hey, anytime, guys. Thanks. Ben Kramer, Daily Roto. DailyRoto.com. Go to the CFL page. Uh, full analysis of uh, Week 6 DFS. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Now listen up. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio. Ask Alexa. Amazon. Google Home. And uh, many, many other platforms. It's a lot of devices. A lot, lot, lot of devices. Devices uh, in which I actually bought my mother the um, Ask Alexa. Does she like it? Yeah, she actually does. Yeah, like it's probably good for people. You know what I was thinking about? Like when you're baking something, say you don't know. You just throw it out there. How do I do this? How do I bake a salmon? It's with more this? advanced like, than Siri yeah, on, uh, on iPads. I have an old iPad mini. I've had it for a little while, actually, sort of the mini iPad. And Siri doesn't know anything. No, you ask basic questions, no answers. Like you'll see in the commercials, they'll be like, oh, Siri, what about this? What about that? Man, they don't know anything. Like I'll bring, uh, maybe I'll grab Siri later on. We'll bring Siri on the show. Oh, really? We'll yeah, ask her some questions, and you'll see. But Siri's like every other uh, woman in this world. She never doesn't doesn't listen to me. <laughs> like I ask, I ask Siri like really sometimes, man. I'm like, all right, Siri, it's just simple. Like just, you know, when's what what time? You know, what time is this train leave? Yeah. Instead, man, no she just tell me here is Amtrak's website. It's like I didn't ask you for like I know. I want to know if I can get I already, from Union Station yeah, to New I already, Jersey. Yeah, I already what the hell know you exactly. I already know what the website is here. Like I'm, you know, I want to be more direct. I did it. Um, I tried. Uh, even I punched in with Tiger Woods the other day. I'm like, what time does Tiger Woods tee off at? It was like a big ordeal, dude. Like, nah, it's, technology isn't what it's cracked up to be. 
or I'm just an idiot, which is probably both. You said the new one's better, though. Oh, yeah. Now, nowadays, uh, technology. So, uh, so the British Open, we haven't gotten into this yet. Oh, yeah. I've been putting it off just because it kind of depresses me, man, because I put $200 down on Emiliano Grillo to be the best South American player. And uh, the guy is, uh, I don't know, man. He's been the sucked uh, South American player. Like, <laughs> we didn't know Zanotti from, uh, where's he even, from? Pa- Paraguay. Yeah. He's from Paraguay. Yeah. They even have golf courses in yeah, Paraguay? I don't know, but Zanotti's only one over and, and Griot's five over, so obviously he played something. I never even heard of Zanotti before. I, I've heard of him before. I didn't think he was very good. <laughs> now all of a sudden the guy can play in Carnoustie? Like, it's unbelievable. And Griot didn't even start off that bad, uh, too. Griot had a first good. He shit the yeah. bed on the back nine. Yeah. And know what? A lot of people are. Those those gave those t- four tough holes at Carnoustie. Like, I watched guys hit perfect shots and just went. They rolled right off the green. The greens are basically cement. So I'm going to tell you something. If you want to bet on somebody, they have to be calm. You're going to get frustrated out there. You're going to want to snap clubs. You need a guy that is like, he's got a good demeanor. Okay, I'll take a bogey here. I'm not going to freak out. Because I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of doubles and triples. Bad things are going to happen. If the, and if this sun and wind, like, the course is going to get even more baked. Like, it's going to get stupid on the weekend. You know, last night, Cam, at about uh, 1, 1.31 or one twenty eight in the morning, somebody asked me, Renzi, what are your golf picks, whatever? And I told them, I'm on uh, a great, great pick with Patrick Reed. I'm on Patrick Reed, Kepka, and Alex Norin. And they said, well, I'm looking for someone with bigger odds. And I said, well, no one's really jumping off the page, uh, but it's documented. I said, you know what, except this guy, pretty pretty heavy hitter. You know, wouldn't surprise me if Tony Finau was in the mix. He was 80 to 1. Really? Actually, some sites he's, had him at 100. I saw him at 80 last night right yep. before the tee-off. He's 16 to 1 right now. Yeah, well, the thing about Finau it's is... It's still early. You no, know, no, that's the thing. Like, let's not get excited about Thursday Warriors, but I will say this. Actually, I have two good things to say to you about another guy. You're not going to believe this. But first on Tony Finau, bombs it, a, bombs it a ton and keeps it straight. The thing that people don't realize about Finau, for a big man, he's got a soft touch. His one problem has been the putting, but I actually think the greens at Carnoustie help his game because they're a little bit slower. Do you understand? Really good putters want to put on lightning fast 13.2 on the stint meter. This is good news for him. And I'll tell you something. Brooks Kepka started the day five over. I think he only finished at maybe one, one. The last time, Gabe, when he won the U.S. Open, he started the U.S. Open five over. They were talking about it today. Nobody comes back from big deficits better than big Brooks Kepka. This guy starts off at the first round, and he, he wills his way back to a respectable score. Then he takes over on the weekend. Well, I'll tell you. So that don't worry about Brooks Kepka. He's going to get better. The correlated odds are not the same as correlated to the leaderboard uh, right now. As right now, Kevin Kisner is in first place. Yes, he's five under. Yes, yeah. but Kevin Kisner is 25 to one to win the tournament. I don't want to say this. Kevin Kisner's not winning. The John Rahm is yeah. 10 to one. Yes, and he's two. John Rahm is actually favorite, uh, co-favorite to win the tournament right now, alongside Rory McIlroy. As uh, Rory actually uh, played pretty well. So looking at the leaderboard uh, right now, and everybody is uh, through, obviously. It's the middle of the night. They'll be uh, teeing off at about 1.30 in the yep. morning again tonight. So uh, Kisner's in the leaderboard. He's the only one. He's five under. Kisner. Uh, Van Ruin, Cam. No, we didn't talk uh, about this guy coming uh, into what, this What, Van Ruin? <laughs> 
Yeah, I got money on Eric Van Ruin at 500. He might have been. He might have been in like you know when you get to the betting slip. Other. Other. Yeah, like they might. Like not who's even, Van Ruin? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Van Ruin. I don't even know. I watch European tours all. So, South uh, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, he's on the South African tour. All I know is he's four under and it's pissing me off. And Xander. That's the Ma- thing with these lakes courses. Oh my God! Have you seen the? Take a look at something here, Moretti. We have three flags out of the uh, in T5. We got three South Africans and three Americans. Kisner's five under. Van who, the hell, who the hell is Lombard? Uh, Lombard, I, I know that name, but I wouldn't bet. If you told the me. Hector Lombard, the UFC the, fighter? His name's Xander Lombard. All right, so let's so Kisner's in first, <laughs> minus four. Van Ruin. Van Ruin's four under. Fina. Tony Finau is four under. Lombard is four under. Moops, Ryan Moore. I know. Don't want to talk about Actually, Moops. I put five bucks on him last night. I asked my girlfriend, I go, Give me a one golfer or whatever with stupid odds. And she said Moore. And I'm like, that's the guy I was thinking. I always say, but Moore's not going to win the Open Championship. 160 to 1. Moore's T5 right now. He's three under. Yep. Uh, Steele is three under. Yeah, Brendan Steele. That's surprising me. Who's this Stone guy? That's what I want to tell you about. Great, great segue. You didn't even know you were doing it. Brendan Stone, Gabe, last week won the Scottish Open. Nobody knows about oh, it. Oh, really? He won. Eddie, remember I told you I had Eddie, I Pepper, I had Eddie Pepperell at 100 to 1. Uh, you know why? It's just the World Cup final. I was watching exactly. soccer. So we, was, the World Radar helped. Like, buddy, no one talked about it. I got this new Amazon Fire Stick. I'm watching everything now. It's amazing. <laughs> so I'm watching all sorts of crazy feeds. They kick out a bit. But anyway, it's awesome. Brendan Stone came out of nowhere, Gabe. And he's a young guy from South Africa. He won, he won that tournament and blew away the competition on Sunday. The fact that this guy's on the leaderboard is scaring me a bit. He's already won. Yeah, he's in his own. That's yeah. the thing. Like Lombard and Van Ruin, who are you guys? But this Stone guy is actually a really, really, really good golfer. He's like a phenom. But now he's starting to come around. What's his odds? Stone's give me, give, you give me If you give me Stone over 30 to 1, I'll put like, I'm going to put 10 or 20 bucks on 50 to 1. I'm in. I'm in. Brandon Stone. Yep, I will put. You know what? Thanks. He looks like a real nerd, yeah, like oh, pasty did. white yeah, sort of he like. Is. He sort of looks like Pickford, to be honest. Yes. He's got the same yeah, like, he, big he, white he, like. He looks like he's a got brick. the little rosy <laughs> cheek, a little bit like the hue there. A spot of tea. Yeah, no, he. You're right. He looks like a geeky, pasty white guy, but he can play golf, man. Watch out for Brandon Stone. Stone's fifty to one. It's a good name though, Brandon Stone. Like it's yeah, uh, he, he doesn't actually he doesn't look like his name. Sounds sounds trustworthy. Sounds <laughs> trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I want my investments with, hey, Cam, it's Brendan Stone calling you. Your yeah. GICs are doing Who's well. your accountant? Brendan Stone. Stone yeah. Um, Russell Henley. Russell Henley. Yeah, Russell guy. Henley's two under right now. He's Don't only three shots off the lead. Uh, Rory McIlroy, who, I don't know, what about this, Cam? Rory, if Rory's lurking... It's probably a good sign for him. It's been a little while since he's been here. I mean, Rory's going to bed comfortable tonight, waking up thinking, I can win this tournament. Do you want a crazy dark horse? I'll give you another one with Stone, a guy that I actually think can win and has won this tournament Zach before. Zach Johnson? You got it, buddy. You know what he's even talking about. It. Zach Johnson loves link golf. He doesn't hit it. He hits it straight. What are his strengths? Wedge game and putting. Exactly what you need here. He's not afraid of anybody. He beat down Louis Oosthuizen and uh, Leishman in a playoff to win the Open Championship a few years ago. Watch out for golf. God's child, Zach Johnson. You give me him, I'm going to put money on Stone and Johnson. So we're for, gonna, we'll get to we'll get to my yeah. uh, make the cut parlay. And so yeah, far, not so good. So far, you know, when I was looking at the leaderboard after, I was like, oh man, well, I don't see a lot of my make the cut guys in the top. No panic. And I'm like, look down. We'll get to it. So um, Justin Thomas, a guy that very dangerous, has been over in Europe for a couple of weeks, but at the same point in time, there wasn't a lot of love for him coming in here. Shezra Reevy is also T8 right now. Southgate, Southgate, South, the oh, Brett, two under. Southgate had testicular cancer. I think he's like a survivor. 
Um, actually has a really good game. Both him and his fellow Brent, uh, and Danny, Danny Willett Danny, are both two under. Danny Willett was AWOL for a while, Gabe. He's finding his game. The Unbelievable, last... man. Sun, Sun freaking Kang, man's two under. Sun Kang's playing good. I know. I didn't see Sun Kang doing this, but I, I Danny Willett. Man, I took a look at Sun Kang on uh, DraftKings. I thought <laughs> he, he was a value pick. He was really honest. cheap. Yeah. Really cheap. That's the thing. There's always that one guy. <laughs> That's Thursday, bro. It's like yeah. a horse race leading after the first turn. That's it doesn't thing. mean jack. I like. want my horse with speed coming in a little bit on the outside. Our boy, uh, this surprised me. I guess not. His game is actually pretty good for here. And uh, our boy, Pat Perez, he's two under. Nice opening round for Pat Perez. Pat Perez is when we bet on him, he shits the bed. And when we don't, he's on a leaderboard. I'm done with that guy, too. Like, you like him because of the metal, but, uh, Dude, you know. Dude, uh, I'll tell you about Pat Perez. Like, uh, there's no way in hell he plays well for four Pat days Pat Perez isn't winning this golf He'll tournament. He'll... He'll start putting in in the fescue tomorrow. Just, Justin Thomas, though, at two under for a guy that uh, can overpower so, any course. How about this, though? Him. So, John Rom, Cam, why would John Rom be favored right now, even though he's TA? What are the what are the odds makers seeing? It's obviously a computer algorithm. Yes, it is. Like, I mean, look, I, so we, lo- we, just, great today. we just named all these guys, and John Rom is the one that's favored right now. John Rom is T8. He's two under with these other guys, but. Yeah, not just going to look good today. The computer, just the projections must see John Rahm to continue. I'd keep my eye on this. There's a reason why he's favored by the computer. He has the same type of game as Brooks Kepka, but just a little bit actually can get hotter with the putter. And but he he's a hothead. Him. He's a hothead. And that's the thing. At Carnoustie. It's a big part of what's golf. He, what's he going to do? It's a big part of golf. What's he going to do, Controlling your emotions. What's he going to do when he puts one in the fescue? When there's a hill there, a mountain, and he's got it, and he and he has to instead of whatever. There was no pressure today either. Wait till Saturday. Taking a and, hero yeah. shot. What's he going to do? Is he going to be smart and hit it sideways and put it back in play, or is he going to try to pump one off the uh, off the fescue and take a triple bogey or a quad? Stenson's right there. Stenson's dangerous because he's got that game. He's got a perfect game for this. Olison's just a consistent. Uh, I hate guy. that. Oh, that guy drives me nuts. Thor- I, I want to punch Tor- Torbjorn Olison is the bane of my existence. And when I don't bet him, he wins. And when I bet him, he shits the bet. I hate really. Oh, uh, See, like Torbjorn Olsson, like I want to ring. Is he neck. from Norway? This uh, no, guy? he's uh, Denmark. Is it Denmark? Yeah, yeah. he's one of he's one of uh, uh, Buddy's boys. Uh, who is it? Uh, Thomas Bjorn's uh, gang. Yeah, yeah. Thorbjorn Olsson. So he's, I didn't know that. You know what Thorbjorn Olsson you know screwed Thorbjorn, you a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what Thorbjorn is? It's Thunderhammer. That's what his, his name. His wicked name, eh? Olsson. I'm gonna tell you, Marenzi. I had him once. He won a tournament. I was gonna bet on him at like 200 to one in a tournament. He won. I like just was snapping in the morning. Like the one week That's I didn't take worst. him, he won. He won. Oh, there's nothing worse in golf when you ride a guy for like five weeks. Then you get off him. I get mad. I get mad, dude, when I don't take a NASCAR guy and he wins at like seven to one. I can't imagine the outrage like of a golfer. I was gonna take him, and it's like. Oh. Like, I'm trying not to get mad about Finau right now because I'm like, chill out, man. It's, it's Thursday. It's still early. Yeah, but if he yeah. wins the tournament, then you'll be uh, not so I happy. can't take him now at 16-1. to 1. No, I, you can't. It's bad odds. Exactly. He's not winning. It's horrible odds. And uh, All right, yeah. so. Um, I told you, last week I had Pepperell at 100-1 to 1 just to watch him lose. You got Stenson and Olsen are right there. It's sort of the. Uh, Nor- Norn's there, T18. It's amazing how these Euro guys are all together here. Hey, how are my boys Rob, doing? Stenson, Olsen, Norn, Molinari. Molinari, Just all right there yep. together. Then you got uh, Luke List. <laughs> know what? Luke List played good in Scotland last week. You got the Chapel. Yeah, Kevin Chapel. Surprising. Cantlay. Not surprising. Cantlay. Yeah, Cantlay. I've been taking Yeah, if that guy wins, I'll kill. Uh, actually, uh, Thomas Peters is also 18. Yeah, he's good. Ikeda is 18. Webb Simpson, nice start. Kevin Na, nice start. Kucher, well, whatever, Kucher. Ricky Fowler, yep. uh, the Fowler fanboys, yep. uh, happy after. He's minus one. He's right there. Yeah, good, good, good first round, Gabe. 
propeller fanboys. Here's another guy, actually, man, that I thought was sort of a long shot worth a look here was uh, was Wood. Oh, yeah, Chris, Chris Wood. Chris Wood. Chris Wood's a wicked guy. I thought Chris Wood was worth a look Always here. He, what was he, like in a 70-1 yeah, range, wasn't actually, he? actually, that's a good pick. Chris Wood is a dangerous, not dangerous player. not saying he's going to win, but Chris, Chris Wood's like he's, he's a top t- 10 machine, man. He's T18 right I, now. I know. He's also finished very well on the European We've tour. we got Davis, Hoffman. Damn. Adam Scott, even. No, no, no. So these guys are all even. Jason Day's even. Lee is even. Fratelli is even. Tiger Woods, even. Yep. Not after bad. After one. Everything's going pretty good. It's a good start. It's a good start. Other Tiger Woods started off pretty well, but like you said, the, the back end of this course plays pretty tough. Yeah, Molinari was three under. He went bogey, like bogey down the stretch to finish one under. I was really excited. I have a lot of money on uh, Molinari. The thing that impressed me was the way Norin grinded. I thought he might uh, go over par. A lot of guys took the turn at two or three under who finished uh, over par. So the last holes are really killing guys. So basically, Tiger Woods, the first guy that I have in my make the cut parlay. Yep, that's right now on pace. So Next. basically, you know, we go down, and I was sort of panicking. I'm like, man, where are my guys to make the cut? But it's, I'm like, all right, so here they are. And then it sort of, they sort of start to pop up here. You know, I got Tommy Fleetwood to make the cut. He's T50 right now. Yeah, he's, he's right. He's plus comfortable. One. That's he's all comfortable. Right. He's, you know he's I mean? there. Yep. Brooks Kepka's plus one. He'll yep. be fine. Um, Justin Rose is plus, plus one. one. I'm yep. not panicked about Justin. No, Rose. plus one's all right. Yeah, I'm not panicked about Justin Rose. Um, Who are your other turkeys? Yeah, exactly. And it's the problem, Cam. I'm like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Ty Hatton, one of them? Scrolling. No. Here, this is, uh, this is, uh, I got Ricky Fowler. Okay, so he's minus Fowler's comfortable. Justin Rose, same ballpark. Brooks Kepka, same ballpark. Tiger Woods, same ballpark. Tommy Fleetwood, same ballpark. Last golfer. Patrick Reed. Ugh, Reed was five over today, guys. Uh, I think he's four over. He's four over game. Oh, my bad. Four, yeah, over. four over. Oh, Grillo was five over. Sorry. Yeah, I got Think Grillo. about this, though. The difference between Patrick Reed at T110 now. What do I have to get guy, to make the cut, Cap? Like seven right place? Like what, what's yeah, the cut? Right now, the cut would be plus two. It would be Russ, Russell Knox at plus two, and Patrick Reed's only plus four. You have two shots to make up tomorrow. It's very, very doable. Very doable. And Reed's not, not like a choker either. He's last, a grinder, the right? Time, the last time he had no chance because Sergio took an 11 or a 13 on a hole. Remember that? Like, he had to go no, shoot a 62 buried. the next day. He he buried you with his... Uh, I had no chance. No. Like, tomorrow I've got a chance. Oh, very right. good chance, yes. You're right. I just need to... You know, the, you, I noticed this. You guys bet golf all the time, but a lot of this stuff is, is sort of randomness, and you need a little luck, don't you? In that he plays well, and then the wind starts blowing when other guys are out there and stuff, right? Well, why, mean, is, why is Kevin Kisner 5-under? He got the best draw today. Yeah. He didn't have to deal it's with like, it. Was he really better than everyone, or was he it was like, a little no? Bit be- he was a little bit better than them, but the problem, the thing was, over time, the course bakes out. So, yeah, like, people same. don't realize if you're just a casual golf thing, like, you know, it's not like a football stadium where it's windy and they just deal with it. It's a golf course, man. It's Mother Nature. You got the freaking ocean there. It's like uh, Carnoustie can change in five. Like two exactly. Minutes, like two it, you know, the wind can be blowing one way one minute, and then suddenly it's going the other minute, and you can't stand there all day and wait, right? I mean, yeah. some guys try to wait they out do. the wind, but the it's like, come on, you got to hey, you got to shoot, buddy. And no offense, the RNA aren't the USGA. No, 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 no. Hey, prick, move it all, move Dude, it along. I'd like to see Phil Mickelson try his bullshit out there. Know what they would have done? I almost feel like they'd almost arrest him. I would say he would almost be attacked by a guy. Like it would be so embarrassing for I them mean, if he did it in Scotland. I actually, you know what? He would be removed from the course. Oh, like, they would come over and they'd say, "You got to come yeah. with us." They, that would they, be one of these. You're coming to the clubhouse right now. They like put him in that. a van. Get off the property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gone.
Yeah, no, he would be around sticking around. Even Dad Daly said yesterday, <laughs> Phil's full of it. I agree. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Seeing on uh, Twitter uh, yeah. right now, somebody got shot outside a, a marijuana dispensary in Las Vegas. Really? I can't believe that. No one ever gets shot in Vegas. Maybe the dispensary will sue them. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> when we... Uh... When you lost your passport and we, I knew it was at that dispensary, I, I thought the people were very uh, friendly. It was a great establishment. Yeah, they are very, they very. very, very. I like the way they do business there, too. It's like, it's kind of like a friendlier bank. It's like in, in, in <laughs> yes. and out. Like, it kind of felt like a bank we were going into, right? It had, the, it had like, the, the front guy to do the business, and then you have the real area with the tellers. Very heavily the, secured, too. You're telling me, man. Yeah, it's like there's... Armed guards like, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Instead of gold brick, you got uh, nice plants. Yeah. You got good buds. <laughs> yeah, no, lots of fun there. Glad we found your passport. First time, day. first time I went to a dispensary in California, it freaked me out too, man. It was like, uh, it's like two big dudes, man, with like just holding guns essentially. Really? Yeah, like you said, there's like you know, like yeah. five, ten million dollars worth of product on the site or whatever. Great point. Yeah, you need big ammunition. Yeah. Uh, the first, pl- remember the first place we went to, Gabe? You said there was like two hundred people in it too. When we got off that flight, that's why we went to the other one closest to the Circus Circus. Remember? Yeah. Where all the hijinks happened, where we lost stuff. <laughs> Anyway, what a day! What a day that was! Man. What, Hi, what a trip! High jinks in Vegas. <laughs> so that happens when you drink on the plane. Yeah, we're good gonna, lesson. We're if gonna, you want to take things seriously, save it till you till you land. We're going to be returning to Vegas actually, um, August um, August the uh, the twenty fourth, twenty third through twenty sixth actually to be. Um, to be completely accurate, Saturday the twenty fifth is when college football starts. Nice. Um, I'll be speaking at the Golden Nugget on the um, on the Friday. Fantastic! It's funny, the, funny you mention that, Gabe. I just got a on an the 24th. A- advertisement. Cheap rooms at the Nugget. Like I never get stuff from them. It's always from the El Cortez or the D. Uh, the Nugget's a really nice spot. You're gonna have to make up your mind whether you're going or not because uh, you're gonna be like, "Wow, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna go." And then you know when I'm going in that week, you're gonna be like, oh, "I really should have bought a ticket a couple of weeks ago." You you, you read me like a book, brother. <laughs> that's exactly true. I'll be real jealous. I got people call like that's the thing. Like when you come back, like I haven't gone to Vegas in, in a long time, and uh, 
man, I really got an itch to play blackjack too. What you should do is you should see if uh, anybody wants to send you there for the contest. That'd be nice. <laughs> like you're doing, like you're getting, uh, you're getting the trip out of it, which is nice. What are you speaking about? What's your topic? Football betting. Football but, betting? Yeah. But Live in-game betting or uh, various uh, topics? Yeah, like I'll have like, you know, I'll have, um, last year I only gave uh, two, two or three, but I'll, I'll, this year I'm going to give like five win totals. College? Yeah, for the season. A couple of uh, college, a couple of pro. More college. And um, and then also like uh, like last year I talked about uh, betting on long field goal props. Oh, yeah, that worked for, that was a really like good exposed, prop. Like yeah. a lot of people don't bet that. No one really knows about that prop. So I, you know, I explained to them how it worked and which kickers. Which which kickers, which coaches, and you know what to look for when you're looking to bet on the long field goal prop, which I'm very very successful at doing actually, and isolating which games. I was thinking the Ravens with Tucker would probably be a guy that you look Bingo. at a lot. Yeah, Tucker actually, you know what was weird though last year, he didn't really have a lot of attempts. Tucker, it was frustrating. Yeah, like he, their offense was so bad, they never just out of field goal. Range, they never yeah. even got to like you know what I mean. Like they, it was he didn't have as many attempts as he normally did. Which is frustrating, but yeah, you sort of look for like bad offenses. Like a good example, like the Buffalo Bills. They'll kick field goals. Yep, they'll kick field goals. Like they'll stall often, right? When they move the football, like, you, you know, you don't. I'm not looking like I'm not running to the window to bet the long field goal prop, like when the uh, the Saints are playing the Rams or something. Even the Patriots. Yeah, like Patriot games exactly. It's they score touchdowns. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Like. If the quarterback's too good, he's because they hit the long field goal prop cam. Essentially, you need them to get stalled around the thirty, 30 yard, yard line. line. Yep, twenty nine in between that, like twenty eight, yeah, twenty eight, thirty three, thirty. You know, and then no, nowadays though, some teams with some guys will go for it, dude, like fifty six, fifty seven yarders. Yep. That's another thing too. So you have to sort of study and know. And it's a hard thing to study. You don't want to keep stats for this. I sort of do. I keep notes, but. You have to know which coaches also Go for are it nut jobs. Yeah. Exactly. Like a good example is frustrating. I talked to we I remember talking about this with you last year, actually, if you remember. Yep. More coaches went for it last year True. than ever before. And not in ballsy situations, but a lot of guys last year, Cam, around like the thirty three yard line were like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going for it. I'm not kicking a field goal from here. I'm not going for a fifty yard field goal. I'm going to go for it on fourth and four. It makes mathematical sense. And it didn't, yeah, but it never did that before, and it was freaking aggravating as someone that bets the long field goal prop. I'm like, dude, what are you going for? Just hit the stupid field goal. But like I said, there's other coaches. Like I said, the Bills were a good example because, and plus they had a good kicker. Who was the dude? Hushka. Hushka, right? So McDermott's a defensive guy. He'll take the three points, bro, if he can get it. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, he's old. He's school. happy. He's, he's like, oh, we got a field goal out of this. Good, good. We'll kick it off. We'll get it. We'll get another field goal out of it. Like he, yeah. he really will accept. Doug Peterson on the Eagles is a freaking nutshell. Oh, job. he'll go for it in any situation. The guy will go yeah. for it on his own 48. He's not kicking field goals unless he absolutely has to. You know what I mean? Hate to say it. It's his fourth and 17. All right, I'll kick the field goal. His way works, though. If you do it the won. percentages, it wins more it than one. Yeah. yeah, if they don't win the Super Bowl unless he's as aggressive as he is. Yep, exactly. And another thing. Dude, even against the Vikings, it wasn't even just in the, in the Patriots yep. Super Bowl game when he went for it once in midfield. Was uh, against the Vikings, if you remember. And you and I were both on the Vikings, I think, in that game. Or at least I was. Yeah, I think I was, too. Yeah, no, I, not, yeah I hedged, but yes, I was and, on the Vikings. Uh, but I remember, though, dude, the game was close. Like, they, they ended up blowing them out. But the Vikings were looking good early. 
and it was late in the first it late in the first half dude it was you know there was like 38 seconds left or something like that and it was 14-7 eagles and the vikings had them pinned at like you know the 18 yard line type of thing and you just assumed including and mike zimmer is one of the sharpest guys in the biz he figured whatever man they're not going to do anything what are they going to do there's 30 seconds left they're up 14-7 the weather sucks. They're not. They're not going to do anything here. And Peterson freaking threw a bomb. Yep. <laughs> like, it was ballsy, man, and it caught the Vikings off guard. And it was a touchdown, and it changed everything. Sure, it made it twenty-one. They blew them out. Made it twenty-one-seven going into the room as opposed to fourteen-seven. And then right away, like literally, the Eagles got the ball back and scored on another like reverse, or they did like a lateral. Yeah, very aggressive. Like they, yeah, basically it was the NFC Championship game, and they didn't. He played this like it was an arena game. He's like, reverse it, pitch it, lateral it. We're going for it. <laughs> it you worked, know what I mean? and it worked. Yeah, and it just basically, and I've talked about this often. You look at college coaches, Cam, they do that stuff all the time. Yep. All the time. It's higher stakes in college and in the NFL. Like, Dabo Sweeney will go for all it. All the time. Yet he's making $12 million a year. He's under a shitload of pressure. But NFL, like a guy like Bill O'Brien... Or like I remember Rex Ryan, like you know, they, even McDermott yeah. did it last year, dude. We the Bills punted from like the the opposition's forty yard line last year. Yeah, just year. go for it. That's man. embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It is embarrassing. It's like, dude, you either go for it or kick the field goal. We're not punting from the forty. All right, or what? You you hope that they pin inside yeah. the five well, and, and then what? Two plays later, what, no, the and know what usually happens when yeah. you play scared? It bounces into the end zone for the touchback. Or dude, you pin them and you're like, oh, great field position, and, and like one play, play later yeah. they run it up your ass for yeah. twenty two yeah. yards. Nice twenty one yards right. <laughs> the gut. Dude, it's like, oh, I know. It happens all the time. In the CFL, you've been noticing too, they've been doing the percentages. Teams are just not even just kicking the extra point. They're going for two all the time. I know. The I Stampeders know. are doing it all the time, Gabe. I know. It's a whole different... You know, there's it, a... It's, it's, it's sabermetrics. These guys have done the There's a high school... The research. There's a high school coach. I wish I knew the school and his name. I should know because I've told this story before. But uh, there's a high school coach in California who never punts. That's right. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, like he, all the no, time. But the, his the real thing is he never punts from the fifty yard line or out. Like if he crosses the fifty, it's going. It, they're going for it. I like it. And he doesn't care if we get stopped. Good for you. You get the ball at the forty eight yard line. All right, we'll stop you now. I'm not going to go through this little safe crap and punt it. And ooh, we picked up twenty yards. And the math works out, dude. The guy scores. They score. Like, they put up, like, 62 points a game. And it's relentless, Cam. It's like playing poker against somebody that has deep pockets, and all they just keep doing is, we're all in. We're all in. I don't watch. And they lose a hand. You're like, all right, we got these guys. And it's like, no, no, man, I got a bigger bankroll. I'm all in again. Let's go. So that's basically his thing. And when... When you put other teams on their heels and you're like, holy shit, man, just punt the ball. They, they consistently go for it, go for it, go for it. It's aggravating. And I don't even like it, dude. I bet total sometimes, and then a kicker will get hurt on the other I team. Know. It pisses me off because then the other team is forced to go for it. They have more success. Of course they do. Because it's like, wow, normally we kick the field goal because it's fourth and eight, but we're kind of screwed and it's snowing, so... Let's just go for it. And then they end up getting the first down. It's like, ah. Uh, you know that show? It's like in life. you got to take chances of course to you succeed, do. right? You know that stupid loser show, The Big Bang Theory? 
they had that other guy, Young Sheldon, and that was the episode. He was a computer nerd, and he went up to the football team and said, you were never, I've done the math and the equations, you were never punting again, then they won the state championship. That was an episode. They actually proved it with the math. He goes, you are not punting the ball. This is the success rate of going for it. They made him a hero. This is the debate. Nice work by uh, Master Control. Pulaski Academy in Arkansas. They never punt, ever. Another team that never punts. How did they do? Probably pretty well. Probably I'm thinking better than the other teams, yeah. Listen, if I was a football coach, I'd, 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 I'd be a good coach, actually. I'd be good at... Um, you'd go for it. Now, you would I'd go for it in crazy situations, but, no. but you'd go for it. You got some, I'd some, actually some play it. I'd play it closer to the vest than people would think, but at the same point in time, you got to pick your spots. Yeah. you got to pick your spots as to when, uh, when and not uh, to do these things. Uh, that's my problem with Houston Texans, actually, coming into the year, to be honest. like I'd like I want to like the Houston Texans this year. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, I think he's for real. They've, you know, the Houston Texans basically, they probably have the most talented team in the AFC. Yep. If you're looking on paper, but um, you know what else looks good on paper, as they say, ink. It does. And uh, you know what happens to ink? It fades. Yeah. So paper, you know, paper is not. Um, that's why uh, rock beats it, right? It's not just uh, paper beat it. <laughs> rock paper scissors. Paper beats rock. Paper covers the rock. That's stupid. Then scissors cut the paper, and rock smashes scissors. Yeah, but the rock could just, like, smash everyone. And, like. You would think a rock could do a lot of things to a lot of people. Would you rather have a rock or a pair of scissors? Scissors, actually, because I can, stab, I can somebody. stab somebody in the neck with scissors. And how, how healthy is the boulder? What could I do with it? Would I, like, lift it up and put man, it into your, into your knee? Or? Man, I walked past. There was some, like, sketchy crackhead dude earlier today I was out. And, yeah. Uh, I really didn't, you know. Other people were sort of worried about him. They could tell, yep. like, you know, they were moving away and stuff. Yep. You just let him. Got he him was just like a little mini gangster, but he was all sketched out. And these guys are like the Walking Dead. They're sort of like zombies. They can't really do anything, right? Yes. But he sort of like twitched when he got close to me, and I sort of thought, I was like, "Holy crap! Is this guy gonna like stab me with a syringe or something like that?" Yeah, see, that's yeah, that's uh, that's not cool. I'm with you. So I usually, I'm, I'm the same way, Gabe. I see those guys, and I never really get, like, you know, I go, I think I can handle myself in this situation. Yeah, what are they going to do but you? Don't, but you don't know, though. Sometimes when guys are sketched out, that's what I'm worried about, the foreign object and stuff like that. I, I worry about that one a little bit. You never know. It happened to my cousin in Vancouver. Some uh, some dude pulled a syringe on her. Seriously. Demanded money, and he said, uh, he said this, there's AIDS in this. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Oh, my God. He goes, I have AIDS. And he goes, I'm going to stab you with this unless you give me your money. So he didn't realize, like my cousin is, uh, she's um, she's pretty hardcore. She was like a downhill skier. Like she was good enough to be like on the Olympic type uh, program, and uh, she got pretty uh, pretty strong legs. She kicked the dude in the face, basically. Just not- <laughs> she basically beat the guy up. <laughs> wow! He came at her with a needle, and she fought yeah, him she and pulled won. the needle. Yeah, she I- basically kicked. I think she kicked the needle. She kicked his arm or whatever, and she actually, like, slipped. So she beat the dude up, yeah. So she yeah. knows Kung Fu, and she beat his face in, basically. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, don't threaten Marenzi's cousin with a syringe. Bad play. <laughs> you're going to uh, get what you deserve. I got a picture here from the uh, Super Sport 70s, which might be the coolest hockey shot ever. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful man. Oh, the Cleveland Barons? Bring it on. I gotta get a Cleveland Baron Barons. jersey. Yeah, it's, that is, that's fantastic. What a great mask, too. The mask is just awesome. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. 
Yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. That's gorgeous. I wish. I wish this picture just, is like that's what I remember. This is sort of like what my when I think of hockey as a kid. That might be Jill Malosh in the picture. He played for the Cleveland Barons as their goaltender. Good call. Is that who it is? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Hey, see, I wish trivia was today, Gabe. See, sometimes I wake up smarter than other days. Jill Gil Malosh. Yeah, that, I think that's got to be him. It's just too good. Yeah, yeah, there he is. He's in a cow. Oh, man, this guy's got the best. Look at him. He's with the California Golden Seals. Man, this guy's worn the best jerseys. The Cleveland Barons, the Seals, Penguins. Great stuff. Man, that's wicked. Jill Malosh. Yep. Great call. Yep. What other team did he play for? He played for Golden Seals. He played for uh, Penguins. He played for good call. Yeah, the Penguins. Cleveland Barons. And, and he also played for the Minnesota North Stars. Minnesota North Stars. Because I, I used to play for the Mississauga North Stars. I actually think of him as a Minnesota North, North Star. North Star he was a good Minnesota North. You know what? Bringing back the Wild as the Wild. Like the North, like, like the, the league really they butchered some Because, stuff. I don't know, they didn't own the name. Oh, okay. I see where you're, But the, the name Wild like, is pretty stupid. Like when the Montreal Expos come back, like Major League Baseball owns the Expos name. Oh. Now. Like they, they, they're holding it. And they're going to give it back, right, once when nice. there's owners. The North Stars, the, the, where I'm going, like the people that own the Minnesota Wild, it's not the North Stars. Like North Star Hockey Entertainment yeah. Group was another group, and they didn't want to give the name up. Oh, interesting. I don't know. It's like when they brought the Winnipeg Jets back. They should have brought the old jerseys back, too. Correct.